Dude, this is so funny that you watch my channel. That's yeah, man. Hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was literally talking about it the other day to our guitarist. I was like, "You need to check this guy out. He covers all the good misfit <sighs> stuff, Glenn Danzig's film reviews." I was like, "We need to hear this." <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a it's a small big world, isn't it? It's a really it is a really small big world because like I have you guys have been my like you guys are the only thing I've been listening to for the last. I don't know, a few months, like that album has been, all right, let's start, hold on, let's fuck, let's start this off, let's start this off right, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me, <laughs> let me do this properly, because we're just launching into conversation, okay, no, normally this would be the uh, pizza punk show that we do, so let me just welcome, let me just do a welcome in thing, yeah, do it. okay, uh, hi, uh, welcome to another episode of pizza punk, I'm always super stoked for episodes of pizza punk, and I always talk about how super stoked I am, but I am really, really super stoked for this episode, and the reason why is because I have been listening to this band nonstop. And I was like, I got to get this band on the show. I got to talk to them. I have a million questions and yeah. I got to, I just got to, I want to, I want to champion them. I mean, not that I'm really somebody to be championing anybody of a very small little audience thing, but just that, you know, we always are super passionate about music on here and we like to champion music that we love. And this is music that I truly like deeply respect and love. And so I am so beyond honored and pleased to have both Bobby and John of the bad nerves, just bad nerves. It's not the bad nerves, bad nerves on the channel. Welcome to my show. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. What, what an intro. That's just, that's just the beginning. Let's start. Wait, listen, let's start right <laughs> off the gate. Uh, I, this is a question I ask everybody is, pizza punk and if it is punk why is it punk or why is it not punk and it's well, very I mean, subjective whatever you think go ahead well i guess pizza pizza is punk because it's uh i think it's everybody knows that it's uh it's not particularly healthy but we eat it anyway because we don't give a fuck yeah and the ramones <laughs> reference it in uh whatever movie they made so yeah it's punk yeah it's punk it's punk <laughs> I love that. I love it. Good. I, I'm glad to know that bad nerves think that pizza is punk. I think pizza is punk too. I've had answers across the board. Um, Practically lived off it for like two years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I, there was a period in my life where, and do you know what I found actually? The more expensive a pizza, normally the worse it is. If you yeah, go it's true. Pizza, it's like biscuits, man. The same. Yeah. If you yeah. buy a pizza for under a pound or under a dollar, it's normally probably the best pizza you'll ever have. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I went, so who did I see? Okay, I saw, I went to go see Black Flag with um, TSOL, <laughs> with TSOL. It wasn't Flag, because it wasn't Flag, because Flag to me is the heart and soul of Black, whatever. It was Greg Ginn. It was Greg Ginn and his guys. I saw Black Flag with TSOL, the Dickies, and total chaos. Oh, man, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, a package yeah. show. It was like, that's one hell of a show. That I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Total chaos at the end. That's amazing. Dude, oh no, total chaos opened. It was, this was the order. This was the playing order. It was total chaos, then TSOL, then the Dickies, then uh, uh, Black Flag. And so I, I didn't even stay for all Black Flag set. I actually left halfway through. I was like, eh. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'd seen Flag. I really like Flag, and Flag is what's up. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And um, I went to a pizza spot uh, that's supposed to be the best pizza in Brooklyn. 
It's like four bucks a slice. I don't know what that translates to pounds. It was like four fifty a slice. About four. Yeah. Just not. It wasn't good, man. I was not better than dollar dollar slice pizza on the Lower East Side of New York City. I, I, was I like, feel like I feel like if you go to New York and get pizza, you get slices like like this big, like this massive. Mm. I, over here, that ain't a thing. We we mm. we get palmed off with these tiny pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. So I. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Do you, do you guys have mayonnaise in, in, the, in the States? <laughs> we do. We don't put it on our French fries. I'm actually, I'm a big mayonnaise lover, yeah. but it is generally Americans hate mayonnaise or it's like mayonnaise is like, bleh, that's what come, We might not have to come over then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like to carry yeah, that's it. You're putting mayonnaise on your pizza? Well, do you know what? I always, he carries a personal <laughs> thing of mayonnaise around with him. Oh, not all the time. <laughs> 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 only sometimes, only when any oh, country, country <laughs> demands it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though, the Dutch do fantastic mayonnaise. The the mayonnaise in Netherlands is, but yeah, no, I never used to have it with pizza. And then uh, one day a friend said to me, "You are you have to have mayonnaise with pizza." And I thought, "No, that's awful." And uh, but you Sounds know, it's good to me. I, I tried to be open minded. <laughs> I tried to be open minded, and now it's. Uh, I mean, it changed my fucking life. Listen, there's no rules. Here's the thing: there's only one rule with pizza. Uh, pizza's like three chords, right? You have three chords. You could do a punk rock song. Pizza. Yeah, if you right. have dough, sauce, and cheese in the right order, whatever you put on top of it, there's no rules. Preach. Preach. There's no I... rules. That's that's why pizza's punk to me. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's a way better answer. <laughs> yeah, you've had time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is, I got to tell you, I am so, this is so awesome because... I'm sort of I'm 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 free, I'm fan fanboying out here because like I said I have not stopped listening <laughs> to this record so I want to gush about that real quick before we move on yeah. um, but one thing I want to say about your so I did I I went on a one European tour I was with a punk band who you you may or may not know but I was like the video guy I went we we toured America and we toured um Europe and we and the thing that we noticed the, the interesting culture shock was yeah i mean you hear about Amer america's big more like everything's like american sized you get to you go to burger king in like germany and the fucking burgers three bites three or it's four like bites. a little fucking <laughs> yeah I know. Oh, it's over there I was like, dude, I was like, you know, a burger is a burger, man. And so that's why it's like America, everything's Germany. so big over here, man. Everything is big. Like, and the, and the, the like, when you get like a, a thing of Coke or Fanta, you can get those ones which are like huge. And you think, 20 oh, ounce. Man. When 20 I, ounce. I went to America yeah. a few years ago and stopping at the gas stations. And I, I think I was at McDonald's or something. I asked for like a large drink. And, and I was warned. They were like, oh, no, no, like a large is different. I was like, no, nah, whatever. I can handle it. And they gave me like a bucket. It was like a bucket with a straw in it. I was like, "This is insane." Man. That's this is insane. That is I have that, to move here. That is the that is excessive capitalism unfettered, right? Like we love like listen, capitalism necessary not to get political. Capitalism necessary evil, it, but when capitalism is unfettered, it does not care about humanity, right? So you will have something that big that's not good for you but it's like oh well if you want to pay for it we have it and yeah, that's you decide you decide but it's very addictive so you don't really decide you right <laughs> right awful. so it's sugar's good for you 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's talk. That's my drug of choice, and it's a. Uh, it is insidious. Insidious. Hardest one to give up. That hardest one. Hardest one. Hardest one. I quit smoking cigarettes. As you can see, I still do this. I quit smoking cigarettes about uh, 13 years ago, and the sugar went. went it just Amazing. exploded. Exploded. Yeah. yeah. Bad <laughs> shit, man. Sugar is it lights up your brain the same way that cocaine does, doesn't it? Sugar. So it's junk. Like, it's yeah. junk. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah it is it is i love it and i you know the, the worst part is it's the fomo the fear of missing out so for me oh, yeah, yeah. i'll be i'll be in some a store or you know a shop if i'm in like you guys call it shops right shops yeah. i'm in a store and i'd be like oh my god that i've never tried that before so it's not like yeah, i want to do the, it I over and same over same thing man i guess gotta same try thing. it yeah, I, I I like walk past like a bakery and I'll, I'll walk past like three, four times just staring at them like it's, mm. it's, it's a hard thing to resist, man. Yeah, iced iced cakes, bread with sort of icing is very difficult. To <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Who'd have thought? What a combo. I, I can't even I can't even imagine. And plus, you know, you guys are playing. I mean, you guys play some pretty stellar gigs. I've watched almost every YouTube video yeah. on you guys. Not, yeah, I haven't watched all the lucky. interviews. I haven't didn't, didn't do the interviews because I wanted to stay like I wanted to ask you questions. Of course, yeah. um, but I watched all the live video. I found you guys from like I was watching videos from like when you when Bobby was still on guitar. Oh, in yeah. 2017. Terrible. We'll talk about Terrible. that. Terrible idea. It, well, yeah. I, you oh, know wow. what? It was a good listen. Well, I don't know the name of the other guy, but when you got listen. That's one. Th okay, hold on. Let me. All right. Let me start off my story about how I found you guys, and it's yeah, very yeah. important that I say this story. Mm, sure. I am. I am. Uh, listen. From uh, and I want to put this up front that all I want to say this. I'm going to say this once, so I never have to say it for the rest of the show. I want to <laughs> say something. Spotify needs to pay its artists more money. All Amen. artists need to be paid more money. Now that we've yeah, got that sure. out of the way, we all understand that. We all understand that that is that needs to happen from a consumer perspective. The thing that I love about Spotify is its algorithm. I listen to music and then Spotify, technology, AI, whatever. Hey, you like this, you would like this. Mm -hmm. That's how I've discovered so many great bands. And what happens is I go to the, I go to, I listen to the music. I'll, I personally, I will go to the show pre-COVID, of course. I will go yeah. to the show. I will buy the record. I will, you know, usually the band is selling their merch. Nice to yeah. meet you. I found you on Spotify. Love you guys. I'll see you the next time you're in town. Mm -hmm. that's the best way if you ever want to support an artist the best way you're going to support an artist is go to the show buy some merch mm. Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah, like that's the sure. best way best way you can support an artist and spotify and that's the kind of weird thing about music in this day and age where music has become more of like a almost like a marketing thing it's like a marketing thing for live shows if people go to live shows oh i heard the music i want to go see the live show again this is pre-covid covid changed everything yeah, and right. i'm gonna go I'm going to see the band. I love the band. I want the friggin' merch, whatever. In any case, one day, um, when you finish an album, it goes right to your, it goes right to Spotify radio, the radio mm -hmm. for that album and something. And, and all, so all of a sudden I'm hearing this song. I don't, maybe it was, uh, um, uh, uh, what the first song can't, can't be mine. Can't make you mine. Can't be mine. I hear yeah. that song. And I go, listen, I don't know the names of all the songs because when I listen to the album, I just listen oh, to yeah. the whole album course, all yeah, the yeah. way through. Man, I, I never remember song titles ever, so you ain't yeah. got to apologize to me. No, yeah. no, no. I, I remember songs, but the point is, is that when I listen to the Bad Nerves, I just start the album. I started at the beginning, 
and I go all the way through. I don't stop listening until the albums. Yeah, I just have to listen to every song. (laughs) See, and that's the best part about your album and my favorite albums. I don't want an album that's 45 minutes or 35 minutes. I want an album that I could play twice in an hour, three times in an hour, that I could just, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I'm done with dreaming, I go right back into Can't Be Mine. (laughs) Right? That's like, I have to. I think that's uh, that's one of the things that we kind of thought we you know people especially today's age like people get bored so quickly and uh, and I, I mean I feel like I get bored quite quickly and I want I'd, I would rather a band a band's record finish and me feel what like I want more you know rather than being like oh this is kind of there's loads of albums I love but I still get to about sort of the sixth or seventh track and I I need to change it you know so it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's nice to keep. Uh, yeah, keep it fresh. Keep it short. I want. We wanted to do an album under twenty minutes, so we were a bit upset. There. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Let me tell you something. Listen, your album is twenty-seven minutes long, and yeah, it's a very it, no, no. It's yeah. twenty-seven minutes long. Listen, yeah. listen. My, one of my favorite albums ever is twenty-two minutes long, and I will listen to that. It's a uh, it's a band that is no longer they. It's a band that uh, destroyed themselves. A very sad story. Uh, not. The person, the person got what was coming to them, but uh, a band who I used to just see live all the time, uh, No Bunny. I don't know if you know No Bunny. Oh, yeah, I saw, yeah, saw No yeah, Bunny. Yeah. I saw No Bunny in Berlin just yeah. before it obviously fell apart for obvious reasons. I yeah. was a yeah, big a fan. Records. Big. Yeah. I have I have all of his records. I I've seen every show that the Justin has come through. The first one was wicked. So yeah. so no so so Love Visions. Is 22 yeah, minutes long, and I listened to that album. I could listen to that album yeah. three times in an hour, and I just made yeah. me fall in love with short albums. That and was I, such yeah. a bummer. Uh, yeah, such yeah. a bummer. Rip my heart out. Rip my heart yeah. out. Because I yeah, saw that all mm. kicked off. Literally, I saw I saw them live in Berlin. At, I can't remember where it was now. Um, and then yeah, and then literally about three or four months later or something. Um, you know, it all came to an abrupt end uh, which is a shame because the live show that i saw was fucking mental he was lighting shit on fire on stage yeah. I, I was thinking surely someone's gonna stop stop that's what i thought because you know shows are you know how, how like strict everything is now you know but then you're in fucking berlin i don't think anyone gave a shit he was lighting shit on fire and running through <laughs> the crowd like cra- yeah. crazy shit man like it was fucking nuts just a just a true patron of the church of rock and roll and that's why that- i loved him man that, just, that's why that's why that's why it ended <laughs> that is yes that is also why it ended and um it's very sad but point mm-hmm. being though is that um he made all of his albums are very short and i just friggin that was an a, 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 a massive so I've, I've gravitated towards very short albums and your album is again like i said it, it yes it could be if it was 20 minutes that would be just like that, uh, yeah. oh, that would be just like the 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 tits but you know what it's still like i said it's a banger of an album i'm listening to spotify and bad nerves comes on and i'm listening and i listen all the way through and 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 just <laughs> compulsively over i want to say it's been about three months i just keep listening to this this album all the way through so that's and why our numbers are rising dude you you guys are fucking killing it on spotify for an independent artist i'm like i'm so stoked for you guys i really am i really really am and that's what i wanted to ask you about well for okay first thing i want to ask you about um wait i don't even know where to begin (laughs) no okay here's the first question first question tell me about the recording you guys you guys had these songs 
over a long period of time. And it seems like you really uh, workshop them because the lyrics used to be different on some of them, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when Bobby was on guitar. Mm -hmm. um, and you sort of refine them. Tell me about the process of workshopping this material until it, and deciding when was it ready for you mm -hmm. guys? Like, we're going to record this. And what, why the decision to record, you guys recorded this independently. Tell me about that process and why you did it that way. Do you know, I think we've we've always we all of us come from a, a sort of small scene of uh, musicians and bands and stuff. And we all you know, we none of us have ever had loads of money to go and record properly. You know, and there, there's a few people that, that recorded bands and like that we knew and stuff like that. And uh, I used to play with uh, one, one of my closest mates who records bands. He's been recording bands since he was, you know, like, well, since he was about 16, I think or so. And I've played in bands with him and blah, blah, blah. And like loads of other people we know have recorded with him. And like, it's sort of like, you know, like a like it's like a like a little community of people. So he he was the guy we ended up recording these songs with. Um, and it was great because because me and him are such good friends. I was I was able to sort of sit with him for, you know, for hours where, where you where you wouldn't normally be able to like sit there with him and try and figure out how we wanted this stuff to sound because i do i recorded all the demos like the um i recorded like some of the first demos um i think it was dreaming can't be mine and wasted days in uh well in this in this room actually in this time you can't really see because it's kind of <laughs> wow I, I recorded uh recorded them it was just me and will at the time there's only two of us when we first started it we recorded those uh those three tracks in here and i and i mixed them and they sounded they didn't they didn't sound great but they at least i i, I managed to like find the the feel of it the, the vibe of how we wanted them to sound so then but then i took it to my friend who can actually record better and we were just trying to recreate the vibe that we would captured in this little room and and but make it sound like more powerful i don't know we love like we love really lo-fi kind of crap sounding punk music you know i say i say crap i mean it sounds sounds better but I find budget, most music, budget. <laughs> yeah most music sounds the thing is you get that human there's that human element like in that music where they're nobody knew what they're doing they're just playing you know and so we love that but we wanted this to have a bit more of a modern power to it you know uh so we're trying to sort of keep that punk energy but then have that sort of more a slightly more powerful sound but um yeah, uh, what, where else? What, what else was in the question? Um, you you were doing demos, and then eventually you were you you never had enough money to record properly. You had your yeah. friend, yeah. and you. But but what made this? Because here's the thing. This is the thing that blows me away about this album. First of all, the production on this album. Yeah. Again, I'm not a musician, as I I say here all the time on this channel when I try to talk music things. We're not musicians but, anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. like, and that's the other thing too, is you guys are so fucking tight. You're <laughs> tight. Like the live band, like that that live version of you guys doing dreaming for that session where you're like jumping up on the on the yeah, drum. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Like I'm I just I watched that. Did you guys ever see the guy cover uh dreaming acoustic? The acoustic cover no, of dreaming? I've seen a few, yeah. I've seen, seen a, a few, few people do. Yeah, 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 I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah. This one only it's has like 150 people. hits, and it mm. is oh my god, it's like it's acoustic and it's so slow and beautiful, and it's just like oh, such a different cool. take. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send it, I'll email it to Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. But we um yeah, I, I was just gonna say we uh with the um some of those tracks, we we were we were refining a lot of those tracks right up to the last. Baby drummer was like a Frankenstein, wasn't it? Yeah, like, but it was really funny. I posted a, a thing on Instagram the other day because it was the two year anniversary of the record coming out, 
and uh, and I had a load of footage that I filmed when we were recording. Well, actually, just when we were recording the drums, actually, because uh, that was the only thing really that we did. Well, we did bass as well in that studio, but we I've I've lost the footage of that. Um, but I made this little video, and you can hear that Sam's play is doing the drums to Baby Drummer, but it's the old version. And uh, I sat with that song for, I mean, a, a few months after we'd officially recorded it properly, changing it because because it's like there's like a thing where you just you just feel when it's wrong and you feel when it's right you know there's so. a different vocal there's a different vocal mm. arrangement to it that early yeah. one from that live video yeah yeah from that so, live video that you did in like whatever the rehearsal studio yeah mm. yeah there's 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 a bunch of like i mean there's the only ones that didn't really change uh much were like wasted days dreaming can't be mine uh there's a few others but a, a lot of the the other ones when we went in to actually record there's I, like it's not that I'm never happy, but it's like I'm I'm not happy until it just feels right, you know. And it's like it's, mm. it's sometimes it's easy. Sometimes I'll be sitting here with like a, a song, and it's like almost I feel like it's almost great, and I couldn't tell you why it's not, but there's something not right, and I just have to sit here and wait for try things until it something feels right. You know? and it's, well, dreaming kind of dreaming changed. The ending of dreaming changed. You added more. Don't want to be dead like you. Hmm. over and over and over again what was the decision behind that process because you were doing it live i think as well yeah like you, you, you were kind of ending live like that and it kind of, kind yeah. of i'm pretty sure that might have been why yeah that was why i think it just seemed like uh it seemed like well that that lyric is come on that lyric can mean all sorts of things oh <laughs> my god that that song in particular you know, a few of these tracks have like really stirred up emotions inside of me, like deeply yeah. Uh, yeah. brought me to tears in some aspects because the lyrics are really, really deep and really mean. I'm just turned 37 years old and they just really mean something yeah. to me at this point in my life. I'm at this crossroads where yeah. I'm about to enter middle age. Yeah. And so the, the, the themes on this album you know, it's mm -hmm. not a concept record, but their themes cross over so much lyrically. Mm -hmm. You're talking about dreams. You're talking yeah. about uh, th this idea of I'm growing tired of growing old, but I got a teenage mind. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, <laughs> dude. I, I ain't that the truth. Yeah, exactly. Ain't that the fucking truth, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. You get to a certain point in your life, don't you? And you realize, fuck, like you never really work things out like you think you're going to when you're younger. You think you're going to get to a certain age and everything will be, you know, as you dream it to be. And then actually you realize time's passing by and you're, you're imagining this future and you're not even living in this present moment. You're sort of, you're, all your time is spent thinking about the what ifs and what could be's and, and then your life just disappears. And it's such a weird, such a weird yeah. thing growing up, you know, because it's just not, when you're younger, it's great because there's all that fantasy and stuff. But as you get older and the fantasy sort of becomes real, like the reality of what life but is. But you're fighting. You're fighting to keep, at to least keep again, you keep the teenage mind or to exactly. keep yeah, your dreams. That's when you're, that's when you're most innocent and you're like, when you feel like you can do anything, everything before life, like it's life. You. It is yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah. Cause life gets you, doesn't it? And it makes you think, well, not for all of us, but it tries to make you think, forget all your dreams. Forget all yeah, that yeah. because it's not going to happen. And once you once you like succumb to that sort of feeling or that thought, you're just fucking miserable. You know, you got to sort of hang on to that kind of innocence that you have when you're a kid. You know, um, that's what we're all trying to. But that's why that's why dreaming in particular has been so heavy for me. As you know, again, this is gonna. <laughs> I'm sorry to take it here, but I am because. Okay. So you know, I think a lot about death. 
all the time. Yeah, I do I, from time to time. I like, I just think about as I get older, I just think like, fuck, yeah. like, what happens? Like all the, all those big questions. Yeah, and I had this epiphany when I was listening to dreaming and mm. I, just thinking about as I lie in my bed, dreaming forever, yeah, dead, but my love outlive me. And I thought, my God, that's what it is. Like, that's what happens when you fucking die. Like when you yeah. don't, it's not some violent accident. Like when you just, like I thought about my grandmother who yeah. just like, you know, she was 92 and she, she, you know, what's funny. She, she retreated into her own world for the last year of her life. She was not social. She was like retreating inward and she mm. slowly died. She didn't die the day she died. She started dying a year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like she's shifting into a dream world. And I thought, like, fuck, that's what happens when you die. You just yeah. step off and you're dreaming forever. And I yeah. thought, like, what an invincible the idea that we're all fucking meaningless nothings. Yeah. There's yeah. so many of us and we're all fucking meaningless, but at the same time, that there is meaning and that when we fucking leave, we're just mm-hmm. off there dreaming forever. Our love lives yeah. on if we choose to love. Yeah, like exactly. the Beatles, right? Love, love, yeah. love. If we choose exactly, to love. Yeah. It yeah. lives yeah, on yeah, in the world, yeah, man, whether exactly. it's our children, our fucking art, or whatever exactly. it may be. Exactly. Like it, it lives on without us. And then this idea, but then why say I don't want to be dead like you? And that's that's what you were saying about yeah. the job, about life, what you think life's yeah. supposed to be being weighed down. I'd rather be dreaming forever than be dead like you. Fuck exactly. you. <laughs> It's nice to hear that somebody's that somebody has really thought about yeah. that because oh, yeah. like, you pretty much like nailed it on the head. I like to to say we talked about this me and John the other day, like lyric about lyrics. Like I think it's nice to have things open to interpretation, you know, because I, I don't like things to be too literal because I think you take something away from the listener. Sure. If the listener can hear it and interpret it how they want, they can be more affected by it, and it's like a good thing. Yeah. But like everything you're saying about those lyrics and dreaming is just is <coughs> it's funny because like but a lot of people have, have zoomed in on that lyric specifically haven't they like mm. we've had a few like real deep and meaningful with some fans about yeah. that line in particular and what it meant to them like I, I can think of a couple that were like seriously like it it struck a struck a nerve really and you just think yeah. that they can really mean a lot to a lot of people you know yeah. like just That's one simple line or two lines exactly, you know? yeah that's the thing. I sort of think like people, you know, not not everybody is fortunate enough to be in situations where they're able to or they're encouraged to sort of do the thing that really truly makes them happy. And that is um so sad, you know. It's like everybody that everybody has something they really love, and and they should do that. Obviously, everybody has to do things to get by in life. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, you have to have a job. Most of, most of us have to have shitty jobs. You know, blah blah blah. But like you've got to find a bit of time for the thing that you love because that's the thing that will give your feel give you like some meaning some purpose you know like if if there is to be a purpose to this sort of fleshy sack we're in for about 80 years <laughs> well i like you know i really like what yoda i like what yoda says in empire strikes the back the wise or, one the, the wise one. one he says he says uh he says uh luminous beings are we not this crude matter i'm like yeah. fuck yeah yoda wow you right luminous beings are we not this crude manner and so the idea of returning to the dream world and the other thing too is you said open to interpretation of course and that is what is beautiful about all the lyrics in Mm -hmm. in in on bad nerve bad nerve self-titled but the idea of don't want to be dead like you is like a thing it's the answer is whoever 
the listener is thinking about because they're thinking about someone or they're thinking about a situation and every one of them is subjectively valid. You're thinking about that person. I don't want to be like you. You're dead. I don't want to be like you. And it's something like the idea of like staying true to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you got, you've got your own, a lot of people know deep down what the path is they want to follow, whether it's intuition or whether it's thought about whatever they, they know, but we're not, we're not in the society doesn't encourage us to, to do these things. Society wants us to go like go inward and not do what you like and sort of just do our little jobs and shut the fuck up. You know, they don't want us to go out and express ourselves, you know, creatively because yeah. if everyone could be any more clear, could it these days? Oh uh, yeah, exactly. We that's if everybody did that, like we, we would, well, we, there would be a revolution because people would be like, I'm not going to do this bullshit anymore. I, I like, I know what I love to let do. the I robots know. do it, man. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> fuck, fuck it. Let the robots do it. Let that. We exactly. have AI. Let the robots take over. You also say this. this shit. You know, yeah. the, this idea of this rhetorical question, can a sound go so far? Can it live forever? And yeah. again, talk, I, I think when I hear that lyric, I think about mortality. Mm-hmm. I think about the idea of like, you know, a sound is a finite thing, right? And yeah, part yeah. of what makes a sound a sound, part of what makes music the music is not just the sounds, but it's also the lack of sound. So yeah, this yeah. idea that even if a sound does go so far, that if it doesn't stop, then it's no longer music because you need the silence in order to create mm-hmm. dynamic range. Yeah. yeah. And, you know? And also it's like music. I, I always think the, uh, with, with, with any art, you know, whatever it is, uh, it could be anything, you know, making tables, making music, whatever you sort of, it's like a time capsule, you know, like, uh, sure. yeah, totally. you're, you're, you're doing something whilst you're, you know, conscious and alive, like in this sort of reality in this dimension or whatever, like whilst you're here, you can do the thing, put your passion, your love into something. And when you're when you're dead, it's it's there for other people to sort of uh, experience. And, it's, and it is almost like you, in a sense, you kind of do live forever unless someone burns all your CDs and deletes all your digital files and then you're fucked. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's, I like that, that idea of a time capsule, like whatever it is you do, yeah. even if... You know, it doesn't have to be art. It can be anything. Like if you, if you help people in your community, you know, like and people remember that, and you sort of live on in people's thoughts almost. You know, there's so many it's, ways. It's the only of... way to live on, really, isn't it? It's oh, like, of course. Yeah. Touch people in that sort of way. You know, with music, yeah, exactly. you can you can live forever. Yeah, I guess right. it's that comes up with that whole thing of like you know, get, leave the world better than where, than how you entered it or wherever it is. You know, like sort of sure. like leave your mark, something to say. You know, like I I was here. I, I was here. This is what I did you know enjoy (laughs) now that pretty much that pretty much is the driving force behind doing this i think exactly yeah absolutely we we, everybody has like i said there's there's always that that fear of like oh should should i be doing this should like surely i should do something with more security blah 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 all this bollocks that they but that's just the fucking programming like it's like the whole thing of like saving up all your money save up all your money for the future blah 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 it's like what the fuck? The future is some imaginary thing. Like you need to just live. It doesn't like, exist, right man. It doesn't fucking exactly. exist. It's like, well, and why you know, I buy myself a new guitar. What, like, you know what I mean? If I've got the money, I should. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting too. Is just like I, I think, and I think again, just to talk about this idea of, I mean, to bring it, it does sort of go back to, or at least in the last couple of years, I've sort of looked at like COVID, and like I think COVID is actually in a weird kind of way, recontextualized a lot of what you're saying in the sense that here you have these people that are going into these service jobs and dying for fucking nothing 
and or people just being like why the fuck am i doing this and like there there's only one life i should sure. be doing more than just this bullshit exactly. and it's like we're not our society even our global society the idea that you guys are in another whole other country with a whole different culture but like you know the idea that like society in general you know instills in us that you know we work to live and then we die and that's it and it's just like fuck that exactly like you yeah, know you right. see you know, you know, you know people who fucking work their whole lives, work their whole lives, and then they, you know, and then they they die, and then you Fuck. think that you that you're promised like this whole thing of retirement and all this sort of shit. You know, it's like, but you know, if you if you if you stop to really think about how fucked up that is, they don't want you to live your life while you're young. But you you can have a bit of freedom when you're when you're old and you can't really move around as much and you don't think yeah. quite strong. You know, because like, there'll never be a revolution whilst everyone's stuck in fucking jobs nine five every day. You know, it's never. Like, it's um, it's pretty fucking weird. The weird thing is, the older I get, the more I think about it, and the more I just it makes me think, fuck, man, this is so, <laughs> so like the mate. I don't even smoke weed anymore, and I still think about it all the time. <laughs> like, right are you guys? Mate. How old are you guys? I wanted to know that. I, I'm curious. Twenty seven. You're all twenty seven. Really? Okay. All right. That's not. I mean, you're you're about to enter your thirties. But what's interesting is like, I was like, this is this music doesn't feel like it's written by, you know, guys that are like 18 years old. That's what, you know, it feels like it's written from an yeah, older yeah, mindset in this idea, yeah, which is why, again, I don't know if I would have connected with this music at the mm -hmm. age of 18, the way that I connect with it now at the yeah, age of 37. The like you say the, the lyrics and the themes, they sort of, I think to, in order for them to hit you in the way that we're talking about, you kind of, you don't have to have, have experienced what it's talking about, but I think it helps, you know, because you sort of think, fuck, yeah, these, yeah. a lot of the thing questions I ask I, I, in some of the music is I sort of, the things I think a lot of people are, are asking themselves as well, you know, like sort of, uh, like you said earlier, sort of, I can't think of the example now, but um, I'm always, I like writing questions, putting questions into things, you know, like. Because uh, you have to, the well. listener has to answer the question. That's, exactly. you know, and it's, it's uh, brilliant, and it's, man. Like just metaphorical, like just I like th thinking about the unknown, you know, and and questioning the unknown because the unknown is vast and interesting. <laughs> you know? Now, yeah. now I want to talk about. So oh no, sorry, John, go ahead. What were you going to no, say? No, no, go on, go on. Um, no, just we, we we were literally just talking about all this the other day and saying how mm -hmm. like you much prefer people just to interpret it how they want to and and hear mm -hmm. how they interpret it back to you. You know, like that's oh, yeah, kind of what you wrote. Yeah, isn't that the best though when you create art? Yeah, and then oh, someone receives the art and then interprets it back. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. I, like I, that's why I was so excited. I was yeah, excited that, to talk to thing. you guys. No, I think that's what is missing a lot with music today is that that link between the artist, the art, and the person who's sort of you know consuming it, or whatever. Like because because it becomes personal for somebody listening to it if it makes them think and connect it to things in their mind. Like sure, it makes it, makes it personal. Then you sort of have this connection with with those people, you know, from person who whoever made it to whoever's listening there's like a a sacred weird connection there that yeah, a lot yeah. of music is kind of missing now because you mean lyrically i can't think all the fucking lyrics of a lot of this so certainly the big mainstream stuff you know like it's just i mean it's just a lot of it's drizzle you have to really dig it's, to find it's all it. yeah it's it's just puff it's it's fluff it's marshmallow it's, fluff yeah, it doesn't make you know? it doesn't make you feel <laughs> think anything you know and it's like that's it's like when you go and watch these films today all these like big films they don't make you think or feel anything. They're just, it's just the same bullshit over and over again. And it's like, I don't see how anyone can deny that that's what it is. They just give you the same bullshit, slightly repackaged differently, just to keep you just there, like in a trance, you know, like sure. it's a trance of like entertainment. It's like so boring. 
Um, now, when I was listening, you, you, now it's very interesting about your marketing or not marketing. I don't want to use that word, but like, like whatever pro, your, your, uh, <laughs> your promote, whatever the way, cause again, if you're trying to be a band, you have to think about these things. It's the same thing. I'm a filmmaker. And mm -hmm. you know, if, if you, if someone says, what's your movie about, you can't sit there and give them a paragraph. You have to have a sentence ready. My movie okay. is about this X, Y, Z, one, two, three, ABC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so, you know, you guys say that you are the bastard. You're the bastard one night. No, you're the bastard product of a one night stand between the Ramones and the Strokes. And I think that's a really good thing for people who are not more, I think, familiar with some of the sonic shit you're doing. Because when sure. I heard you, the very first thing that came to mind, and I say this in the most flattering way, yeah. is uh, fucking Jay Retard, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's fine. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Really, I dude. Oh, oh we 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 were like we're big fans. Okay, big, good, big good. Fans. Because yeah. Blood Visions is the other yeah. album besides Blood Visions. <laughs> One of the Visions. greatest records ever made. Oh, <laughs> John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, One I of think, the greatest we... records ever made, my man, right there. Did you know what's really the, the other night? Um, I, I was actually watching the live at the cake shop thing on, oh, uh, on oh, youtube man. and it's one of the one of the best live sets one of ever, the best man. live it's, sets ever when he's like get off my fucking well. pedal yeah. motherfucker <laughs> exactly i think that i think I'm, i've probably watched that like 10 times at least you oh, know like, it's amazing compulsively flawless compulsively watch no, that sorry go we, ahead we, funny funny enough when we first when, when me and will were originally talking about because will text me at our guitar one of our guitarists out of uh Whatever this was like 20. He's the guy with the brown hair, right? He's not the blonde. There's a blonde guy who came he... later. Yeah, yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, uh, the other guy, hair. yeah. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, he did have blonde hair for a bit, though. It's a bit them, them two always changing their hair. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a sort of you got MK Ultra, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, but he, he, we were talking about starting a band, which was what this band became. And uh, he sent me, he said he kept talking about this Jay Retard guy, and I'd never heard of him. And he was saying like, oh, there's this guy, blah, blah, blah. And like, every time he comes on on my shuffle, like it bursts my fucking eardrums because it's like, it's so like, just like horrible, yeah. loud. It's so much <laughs> louder than everything. And I was, and I remember him saying this to me so many times. And like, I didn't listen to it straight away. And then eventually I listened to it. And I was like, I felt like I'd never heard anything like it before. And I was like, what is, like, this is just, cause it's so catchy, but it's so aggressive. And I was just like, fuck man, this is like the combination of like everything that I love in one thing. <laughs> so the sad thing about that cake shop video and what kills me, uh, you know, I, I'm from New York, right? Mm. I live right, I sit right above Manhattan. Yeah. And I was going to shows. I was going to shows that whole time when he, every time, like when that cake shop show happened, I could have gone to that show. I could have oh. been there. And oh. I just, it was not on my radar at the time. Yeah. I, a few, like literally two years later is what opened me up to the whole modern garage rock scene yeah. with, you know, was no bunny. I had listened to the mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. to the mummies uh, and then I listened yeah. to no bunny yeah. and I listened to King Kong and the barbecue show and those yeah. and Jay retard and those things. Yeah. And the oblivion. I think we had course. the same kind of gateway yeah. to be honest, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, but what, when I hear, first of all, the drumming, when immediately I'm listening to the drumming on bad nerves, mm. just all the songs, all the songs, it is, that is the drumming that, that yeah. ferocity, that energy, um, yeah. you, that is not Ramones. You may think no. it's Ramones. That is the fucking yeah. drummer from yeah. Jay Retard, man. Yeah, like, well, they, I feel like Ramones sort of started it, and then Jay, sure, Jay sure. Retard took it to that far. Like, you yeah. know, it's all related. It's all related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah, but, definitely. 
to my no, ear. Billy, Billy Hayes was playing on that um that cake shop one. Billy, the guy from Waves, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yes. he, he kills that set, man. You know That's unbelievable drumming. He's playing it so he, they playing it so much faster than a record, which I love. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. The no breaks but, either. Yeah, no blood visions, like, da, 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 da. blood like, visions, baby. Playing that man. That song, my shadow, like that whole oh, album, yeah. like just yeah, I get, yeah. I get so pumped up like i just get so it makes me like a rabid dog i get ferocious (laughs) listening to those songs and um uh you know who you might like you should check out wolf face who's also a uh, they're down in florida um i I consider them friends their music it doesn't uh their their music is very inspired and uh they do they actually was funny because i was like I was like, this is a great band. I love this band. And then a, a cover of I Am A Girlfriend by Nobody comes on. <laughs> and I go, oh, this band is my band. Like this, <laughs> because they're, they're fucking, I was like, that okay, you guys know. Well. Yes. And I was like, you guys know what's up. And so because I missed Jay Retard and he, you know, he died so young, every time Nobody would come into town, I was like, I'm going to go to every single Nobody show, which is what I did yeah, yeah. until. In case he dies. <laughs> yeah, well, or in, or implode, or implodes. And, and it was the latter of the two, which yeah. again, heartbreaking, but that's that album that when I'm listening to bad nerves, I'm going, okay. So it's the, it's you have Jay Retard, but then here's the thing. Obviously, there's the Strokes vibe. Like you definitely, you guys have a Strokes vibe for sure. But um, there is, dude, there's so much Buzzcocks in you guys as well. I hear Buzzcocks, man. I mean, we we love the Buzzcocks. Fuck yeah, dude, that's great. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, that all the lyrical content, particularly like the fact that you know what's interesting about the Buzzcocks too is that the Buzzcocks are almost like this punkish version of the Beatles from 1964. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hear hear in your melodies, your melodies are super Beatle-y, man. Like the Beatles... There's there's a reason for that. Really? Really? (laughs) Please explain. There's a big reason for that. Well, actually, no. Just funnily enough, like a lot of... I I didn't get properly into the Beatles until a lot later. Um, like I, I, I like I I listened to like when I was younger, like my dad and stuff would play like Bowie and shit like that. And uh, I didn't I, the Beatles were like one of those bands who were so big and so like, you know, every, everyone knew who the Beatles were or whatever. But I, I never really gave them the time until I was a bit older. And when when I first, finally started listening to them, I mean, they're my favorite band ever now. Uh, like but when when we did uh, when we did the, this record, I hadn't really like. I hadn't really properly got gotten into them at the time, and now now since since that first record, I listened to the Beatles. They're like just non-stop for for basically since we recorded this first album. I've listened to the Beatles non-stop, and I've I've covered the whole of Abbey Road in a Bad Nerves style. I've done like oh I'm... really oh you need to hear yeah. it you need to oh hear shit it. you need to hear it yo Paul Best. McCartney John as a bass player Paul McCartney oh. Oh. like you know what's funny nobody ever everybody always talks about bass players like nobody knows. That Paul McCartney, there you go, there you go. What is that? Oh, that's the songbook. <laughs> just all it, learning, all just learning all of it. Oh my god! So you know what's fucking crazy? So you know what's crazy about Paul McCartney's bass playing that nobody ever wants to talk about or nobody like. First of all, you got to go on YouTube and you got to listen to Isolated Bass on Abbey Road all the way oh. through with Paul McCartney because it's that fucking album. insane. That album, man. It's it's the best. It's it's on it's so good. He plays but what's with his thumb. Is, it's like weird, man. I don't get it. But he doesn't repeat yeah. himself on later yeah, yeah. shit. He just is like, I'm never gonna. Fu-. He's the fucking rhythm. He's the fucking yeah, bass yeah, player. Yeah. He doesn't. He's just like, I'm just gonna subversively write a song. 
yeah. underneath George Harrison's song. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking crazy with that, like Abbey Road album, like because I was like, you know, like we were talking about uh, like earlier, like well, I was obviously listening to them on Spotify when I was getting into them, and I saw, and I've got a bunch of their records now, but when I was first listening to them, I didn't have any of the records. And I would listen to Abbey Road, like, you know, in its entirety, just like so often, probably, mm. probably nearly every day. And for, for the for ages, I didn't like I didn't really grasp like the track listing, you know, like from because from about halfway, I was listening to it. And I thought like it was all because it sounds like one big song. Right. And then you I, don't think of it as a record. Yeah. You don't think about the, yeah, yeah. the a, a side, B side. Yeah. And you look at it, you look at the track listing and you realize that pretty much the whole second half of that album every song is about a minute long and they all blend into each other and i was like snippets was like, that blew my fucking mind like even like with this second record <laughs> doing now, i'm just like i'm just sitting here thinking like i've got like loads of little ideas where they're not whole songs but i've got some really cool bits and i think well if i can't turn that into a song i'm just gonna make it into a medley like abbey road did you know what <laughs> yes so it's cool. already happened. It's already yeah. happened. It's so cool, okay, man. just when I didn't think I could like bad nerves anymore, <laughs> bad nerves admits because you know it's not cool to admit that you like the Beatles today. It's like, oh, you, oh, they're yeah. too, oh, they're popular. It's like fuck yeah. you, man. The Beatles are the goat for a fucking reason. I love my Jay Richard. I love fucking Misfits. I love the Mummies. I love the Ramones. I love all these bad Iggy and the Stooges. All of it, but. I, you know, it's funny, John, you say you watch my show because John told me before we started the show that he actually <laughs> was familiar. He recognized, I'm a subscriber. I guess, I'm a subscriber, <laughs> he's a fuck, the, the guy from the bad nerve subscribes to my channel because he likes the, that I talk about the misfits. If you think I could talk about the misfits, I could like the misfits, my, my knowledge of the misfits pales to my knowledge of the Beatles. That's, pretty, that's, that's, that's a pretty insane claim. I am, I am. I am a voracious, and if you watch, I did. Um, I actually did a breakdown of, of uh, what's it called? Let it be. Uh, the no, sorry, the Get Back series. I did. It's tw I, it might be twelve hours long. It's divided into three parts, and it's. I went through. I watched all. No, no, no. Sorry, it's eight hours. It's eight hours long, and I watched the entire series, and I took notes, and then we went over. You know, I've read a lot of books about the Beatles. So, like, again, oh, yeah. like, if you want to read a really great book about the Beatles, again, it's this is the 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 relationship, the chemistry side, not the musical side of things. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating story. You never give me your money by uh, Peter. Fuck, what's his name? Peter something. And yeah. he, the book starts really with Brian Epstein dying, and sure. it is a fascinating look about all the times that the Beatles almost reunited through the seventies and all wow. the dealings That's and sick. all the business stuff. Yeah. And like a lot yeah. of, some of it's salacious and some of it yeah. is like, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt kind of bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. this guy is super well-researched and he goes into all sorts of in and outs. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Just that I love the Beatles it as much as I love the Misfits. The uh, oh, it's called, you never give me, I'll, I'll email it to jazz. If you never you give me, yeah, it's you never give me your money. And, um, you know, the originally Abbey Road was going to be called Everest and they were going to take oh. a photo on the on the top of Everest. And then they were like, <laughs> they were like, fuck it. Let's just go outside. <laughs> let's just go outside. <laughs> but think about how iconic I know. This, it is. And it was just an afterthought. But it probably died up there. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. could have. I mean, if you get stranded, if you get stranded on the side of Everest and they can't get to you, you're I've fucked. I've been down all the rabbit holes with all the all the bodies left on Everest, man. I, I love all that shit. Insane, insane <laughs> yeah, situations. Right. I read, uh, I, read um, I read George Martin's biography actually, um, just because he was like a huge part of the Beatles. Sure, you know, like, he's a fifth Beatle, one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, like, because, you know, there's a, when you're first getting into the Beatles, whatever, you know, you hear the thing like, oh, he was the fifth Beatle, and you think, eh, you know, you haven't gone deep enough to really care who George, uh, uh, I fucking forgot his name now. What's his George name? Martin. George Martin. Yeah. You know, you haven't, you haven't gone deep enough to sort of, like, care too much. And then as you go deeper, you're like, you start to realise the role that he played and, like, sure. how talented he was as well. And you sort of think, so I was reading his biography, just, like, just trying to know more about the sort of technical side of what they did, you know, because they, like, it's groundbreaking shit, man. It's nuts. I have a recommendation. Okay, I have a recommendation for both of you. And again, th this, it's super weird. I, so I don't, I'm not into sports. Sports is not my thing. Music uh, is my thing. The music, bands uh, are my thing. That bands are my sports. I read yeah. a book about recording uh, engineering, and I know jack shit about recording engineering. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Emmerich, you yeah. never give me your money. No, sorry, uh, sorry. You're there every. <laughs> it's the same as the other one. <laughs> oh my God! No, it's, oh my called, God. it's called um, it's called Here, There, and Everywhere. My time oh, yeah. recording the Beatles. This was oh. the engineer. He was there from Very Please good. Please Me. He wasn't the engineer yet. And he was there all the way. He recorded Band on the Run with uh, Paul and, oh. and Lagos. Oh, sick. I right. mean, he was there for, I think he left during the White Album sessions because shit just got really toxic or whatever. But he was there for everything. And so what would happen is, and this is like the beauty of melding technical aesthetic with uh, artistic creativity. John Lennon would be like, hey, I want to sound like uh, a thousand monks chanting on the top of a mountain. And Jeffrey Emmerich, because the Beatles are like, the Beatles can do whatever the fuck they it. want, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just like, it's like John Lennon goes, I want to sound like a fucking monk chanting, or John Lennon goes, I'm really lazy. I don't want to double track. I don't want to uh, do my vocals yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. So they just, they just delayed it by like a millisecond and they accidentally invented uh, double track recording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the Beatles, like it, the, the pioneer, the techniques that they pioneered yeah. in the studio. And it's detailed yeah, right. in this book from this yeah. guy's perspective who was yeah. there. And, Man. you know, some of it has been disproven that like he's like kind of like an embellisher a little bit, but yeah. it is absolutely an astounding read for anybody who's into the Beatles, for anybody who yeah, understands yeah. recording to, uh, music. What do you say, Jeffrey? Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Emmerich. Emmerich. I'll, I'll, I'll email. I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll, I'll refer. Yeah, yeah. I'll send all this stuff. Christmas, in an email is, Christmas is coming up, mate. Christmas yeah. is coming yeah. up. Well, I, um, you thought... have to read that book if you are into yeah. the I Beatles will. and recording and whatnot. It's just, it's fucking fast. Like just the idea of how they would record on Revolver. Like the idea that, like, for Tomorrow Never Knows, like Ringo Starr essentially invented, like, like drum loop sampling. You know, yeah, yeah. But he's, by doing it live, the idea that they like they created sound collages using little tape loops and they had to like they had to like yeah. synchronize all these different machines to all yeah, yeah, work yeah. together at the same crazy. fucking time. Just no. to, oh, it's fucking and all crazy. That all that magic though, of all that stuff that they had to do to do all this crazy shit. And you sort of think and this was before phones were there. So nobody was like getting bored. And yeah. looking at this fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like. Everybody's really like in it. They're weird. They're mind, like trying. How do we do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's just amazing. And now you sort of now today, like everything's made on a fucking laptop. Everyone would be on their phone, wouldn't they? If that documentary yeah. was made. Yeah, tonight. exactly. Yeah. It's well, what's crazy? The craziest part of all is that Sergeant Pepper, which everybody yeah. is like the zenith, the peak, whatever. I pro yeah. I'm always been a white album guy, but Sergeant Pepper, yeah. um, which everybody white goes is like, right? Yeah, of course, Abbey Road. Um, Sergeant Pepper was recorded on four tracks. I know, isn't that crazy? Recorded on four tracks, That's and people insane. who don't, people don't understand. Like for anybody who listens to this and doesn't understand how fucking insane that is, it's insane. Which, if you want to create more room, 
You have to bake all the shit you did. You have to bounce it down to one track and (laughs) go sacrifice a generation of quality. Exactly. So like, oh, we want some extra harps. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's it's, and that album is you know if you listen to that and like and you and you understand enough to know how limiting four track recording is, it is it boggles the mind. Sure. Imagine imagine being there like if you could just go (sighs) back. And just be a fly on the wall and watch them do that because you'd be like, that's the great thing. That's the thing. Problem is, I think a big problem now is that we don't have any limitations anymore. And because right. you don't, because you don't, because you can do everything on your computer and you can make it sound amazing. Yeah. There's no limitations. It's almost like you've been spoiled, so you don't have to really try. Blah blah blah. And like that kind of lack of having to make an effort bleeds into every part of the creative process. And before you know it, you're just watching telly because you can't be asked. This is what <laughs> film. This is uh, you know, particularly in filmmaking, when people you know, again, there are many ad advantages. I wouldn't have been able to make any films if it wasn't for you know digital technology because I just oh, yeah, can't course, suddenly yeah. afford it. However, oh, yeah. there is a truth. There is like I hate to use. I sounds this sounds so stupid, but there's there is a truth to the idea of shooting on actual film and you know we only have this much film that then all of a sudden because we only have this much film we can't get coverage which means that we need to compose our shots we can't just shoot on on a bunch of different angles actually yeah we have to actually creatively think of interesting ways to get the composition because we have to get it all on this little all on this this reel you know exactly and it's like so it's like if you went in the studio it's like right guys you can only record these parts twice or once sure you know, i mean you, you would practice you would like sure you, you yeah, would, pre- you would yeah. prepare you know and that's the thing we don't have to prepare a- anything now and it's like it's it's i think it's uh but it also has its benefit listen it, it's it, it it like any technology it has its pluses and it has its minuses of course, and, of course. you know like the i know that the idea like when you're recording to tape mm. when you're recording to tape on you know in as musicians yeah. There are some, there are some, the, the, back in the day, if you had to get a guitar solo, you had like three tries to do it. Because if you yeah, did yeah. it too many times on the same piece of tape, you just fuck, yeah. you just fuck up, right? Like Exactly. And that's what, that's what I love. That's what I love when you listen to like so many of the, you know, sort of bad, like Iggy and the Stooge. Like there's so many mm. records and you listen. Funhouse. Like, Funhouse yeah, was all done live. Yeah, there's so many, like, there's so many things where it's like, that's because you can do it and do any like take or whatever it is as many times as you want. You, can, you don't even have to record. You can just do it on the computer with fake instruments now. Like you can do sure. all that shit. Like the human element is just, it's gone. It's a thing of the yeah. part. Like, it's completely gone. I, I love mistakes left in music. Yeah. Like, I, I prefer it. I, yeah. I, I want the but, final records to have loads of mistakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you saw, there's, there's something really missing now in, uh, in you know this sort of the way we people record and stuff you know and, and I, I mean I I'm talking from experience I I grew up sure. with, with with all obviously all the tech most of the technology I went to and did music tech or whatever is in college uh, and all that shit blah 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 and like I grew up doing everything on a computer in this really rigid way and like and that was just all I ever knew and I, I couldn't believe that anybody would just go in a studio and play it live that's how like sort of lost I was for, for my younger years like didn't really understand it and then. Uh, and then you have to sort of unlearn that stuff because you realize like even though it serves a purpose and it can be great for some things this whole digital freedom doing that stuff like there's a lot of things that you do lose and uh and i think they're you important. lose the like, human element the swing yeah the, the swing right yeah the push and pull of the tempo like i've been doing some tracks like when i used to demo stuff i used to you know write, do some random stuff and i'd be like what tempo do i want it and i would set up a metronome you know and all that sort of shit and that's why i would always do it like that and to th- these days, I don't do that. I just do it purely by how does it feel. 
And, wow. and, and then if I want to use a metronome in a studio to do it again later on, I build the metronome around what was played in the demo, you know, if that, if I like it like that, you know, and it's uh, and that way you sort of keep so much of the human element. But for years, I couldn't fathom doing stuff without a metronome. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like it's, it's good for some things, but not for everything, you know? I have to recommend to both you and John, you guys have to check out, I don't know if you guys are Pixies fans, but- Yeah, yeah, like- Okay, so the guy from the Pixies who writes all the music, his, his name is uh, Black Francis. He changed his name to Frank Black, and he did a, had a solo career. And when he had this band called Frank Black and the Catholics, they he got he went from recording, he went from doing multi track recording the way that you know people did uh, casually indie or not, yeah. and he would all, all of his uh, solo records are recorded on two track tape. That he would do in a mobile recording studio. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Bro, yeah. you have to listen to so so get on Spotify when you get off here and listen yeah. to some of those Frank Black and the Catholics. Uh, listen right. to listen to Frank Black, um, uh, uh, Honeycomb. Listen to and you know again his he's got more of like a country twang sound. He went from they went from being you know you know what the Pixies sound like, but yeah yeah, yeah for sure. he he veered off in his own direction. But what's truly remarkable, uh, particularly I would say, listen to Pistolero was a great record. Um, what's amazing though is that when you're listening to that, whatever you listen to of Frank Black, all of it's live, meaning. Every single, they very seldomly ever did an overdub and all of it was done on two track live to tape because he believed in, in this uh, very uh, uh, precise studio setting, but he believed, and the reason why Honeycomb is so great is because he got a bunch of old school, kind of like the Wrecking Crew, I don't know who they are, but like old school musicians from like Tennessee or something, I forget where, uh, to knock out these songs. And when you hear the precision and the tightness of this band, you have to think about how they got to that place. And yeah. you will yeah. just—I think you guys particularly would really, really appreciate that. Yeah, that's so, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Check that out. Check that out. Which brings me to my next question. Sorry, John. What were you going to say? John, go ahead. No, no, no. I think it was Rob. Yeah, it was me. No, I was just—I was just going to say. Uh, I think it just made me think what she was talking about, about how, like, because. Like this sort of, you know, I think young kids, there's this sort of strive for perfection, you know, like, I mean, I used to have that when I was when I was younger, when I was first trying to record, I would spend like just so much time trying to record things and sing things like perfectly and all this crap. And like, because you hear so much modern music that is done so perfectly, you know, and sure. like you're sort of. If, you, if you're one of these people who didn't grow up in a household where you you had access or to some of these records that weren't recorded, you know, sort of so perfectly or whatever, like you sort of, you don't almost don't realise that, it's the imperfections is what makes it good most of the time. Once you take, once you suck all of that out and it's all perfect on the computer, you sort of, it doesn't, it just sounds fake, you know? And you sort of think like you spend all that time and kids spend all that time trying to, trying to reach this level of perfection that isn't real. And you sort of think, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, sort of dangerous. I, th- I think that's what made Jay Rizard so good though, isn't it? I remember yeah. uh, listening to a thing talking about he recorded his first thing on some kitchen pots and pans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. got, got, like, like that's the sort of thing that kids should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Making a drum kit out of pots and pans. Yeah, and you not doing drum, yeah. exactly. Just do it like that. You when you that. hear, when you listen to those solo records, and you hear some of the, you know, all the hand claps. Which, by the way, you guys have buried down on some of your songs. You got a little <laughs> hand clap action. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. little yeah. bit. Um, 
<laughs> no, it's great. It's fucking great, man. Uh, which brings me, okay, so now you guys open your set sometimes, at least right now, at least, I don't know, more, I, I don't know when, what period this is. You guys like to open with Mad Mind, which is one of my favorite fucking songs. I mean, just love that song so much. Um, you open with Mad Mind, but you made this decision where you all stand. I mean, you, you have... know what? It's, it's not an opener. It's not an opener. Yeah. That's, not, that's, halfway, that's halfway through. Halfway yeah. through, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was an opening of the set, and then you go like this. Yeah, yeah. Now, that we do that then right in the middle because, uh, you know... What? We need to take a breather. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. that was... I was like, oh, they're opening the... I took that when I would watch them live because I was always looking for those yeah. ones. I was always looking for Dreaming. Yeah, yeah. There's a I lot mean, of Baby Drummer. Cool. Baby Drummer seems to be a very popular song. I love Baby Drummer. Baby Drummer's great, but it's not... Like, for yeah. me, like, if I have to pick a handful of songs... Uh, above the rest, it's fucking Mad Mind, Dreaming, Terminal Boy, uh, Electric yeah. 88. Like, yeah. oh, it's just kind of, I mean, kind of the same as, as as us, actually. I mean, that really? like, I, love, I love Baby. I, I'm, all of us love all the songs on the album. But sure, sure, sure. Do, I mean, me and John, me and John and always loved Mad, Mad Mind was our favorite. It probably is our yeah. But If I had to pick yeah. one to listen don't to. Don't stop, on the I think, at the moment. I and don't Mad stop, Mind, yeah. Don't Stop are my two oh, yeah. favorites. On the I love you guys posted the, the lyrics of mm. of as you were writing the lyrics yeah, and yeah, i left yeah, a comment yeah. somebody responded to my comment yeah, uh, i left a comment yeah. about how much i love that song on your on your yeah. instagram because i was like looking through your instagram and stuff yeah um, I've got them, actually. it's funny you say that oh where are they i found a load of the old lyrics from from when the not all of them but from when some of them were being written I, and i kept them with the intention of posting them as well but uh bang around to it <laughs> wait so the, the break so the space with mad mind so that yeah. is done as like a breather but what's interesting about it is well, that yeah. it doubles up as a breather. we didn't do it because of that we did <laughs> we did it because we thought it's cool but then we, we were, oh it's so up. cool it's, it's so fucking cool well. dude yeah. it like sets everything up it makes you it coils up the audience like a spring exactly. trap and then you tell you you let the band know you go one two three four and then you just launch yeah. into the song and you Some, know, sometimes you are... he does it for so long, though. Sometimes that's he, awesome. He drag I love it that. Out. I love but, like, that. I think like the longest was like two minutes or something. That's it amazing. Went, it went on forever. <laughs> it went like, on for so is, long. If, if, if the crowd, if the if it's like you, every now and then you have a gig. Sometimes they're, they're normally festivals. You know, sometimes you have a festival gig. There be a lot of people, but it's not necessarily your crowd or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you know, and you sort of stand there. It's like okay, well, you know, if people aren't going to get involved in this, then I'm just going to stand here for a while and just see what happens you know just you just wait to see what the reaction will be just to sort of wind them up a bit <laughs> now you know i all right so interesting observations um first of all i i'm really glad that you got rid of the guitar because you are you're a phenomenal front man i mean that's you, you just you rock it as the front man what's interesting about john i i, I love that john john is like he's like a statue he just stands <laughs> in one place and um, what's interesting is you guys are playing at breakneck fucking speed, and John never looks. He has such a poker face. He's got his fucking glasses on. He's got the cool fucking jacket. He's got the cool ass earring, and he's just standing there. And it's like he's not even breaking a sweat as you guys are going breakneck. That, fucking that was speed. years of practice because for Bro. the first few years, for the first few years, I said I'm always playing a leather jacket because of obviously Dee Dee. Yeah, and so yeah. I taught myself. I taught myself to hold that sweat in. <laughs> But but now that ja that that jacket is no more. It it, it could, it could it. wear me. Yeah, really? yeah. dude, yeah, you're man, just standing there. Your fucking wrist must be because he's not really moving his. Here's the other thing that's interesting about John is John doesn't move his arm. 
He's just yeah. really moving his wrist, much like the Ramones. Here's the secret. Yeah, yeah. You know, his base is so low. Yes, he keeps his base low. But what's interesting is, and this is, again, secret the secret weapon of the Ramones that people don't realize, and I think this goes with both, maybe not with Dee, Dee but it definitely goes with, with Johnny and Marky slash Tommy, particularly Marky. Marky's drum. Marky perfected the wrist technique that Tommy had mm-hmm. invented. But what's interesting is it's the idea of the wrist. It's the wrist. All the fucking wrist, all the power comes from the wrist. And John, yeah, yeah, yeah. seemingly, again, not a bass player, not a musician, just from watching you on YouTube. Yeah, it seems like all of that <laughs> shit, all that shit is in your wrist. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Because I, I don't think you can, like, thrash about and be that accurate. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, like you see people all... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, like, I mean, around. They, like, they downstroke, <laughs> like, everything. And, like, downstroking all bad nerve stuff would be near on impossible to do. Oh, my to do God. All, 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 like, oh. don't stop would be impossible. <laughs> but, like, we, yeah. we, we try and do the downstrokes live when we can to, as a kind of, like, homage to... To all yeah. that, you know. I mean, John, John, John jumps around. John's got the fucking jumps, fucking. Yeah, down. he yeah. does. Yes, on occasion, John gets really excited and he jumps <laughs> up. He does. You do. You do, John. You do jump. He's got the jumps just, for, just for the camera. You're right. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. But he, he jumped, I got a bit excited at a gig the other night, and I almost started doing a little bit of a John jump, and I got and I got scared, so I stopped. <laughs> Yo, listen, you jump, you jump wrong, man. You're, you're oh, on a fishbone show. That'll fuck up your spine, I mean, I, man. You can jump off the kick drum, but jumping on the spot is a is a whole no whole other thing. That is <laughs> when you did that in that dreaming video. When you get up on that fucking drum riser and come down, like that's the video. Like if. You guys don't need need a video to sell your band because your band is just fucking like awesome. But <laughs> if if you needed to sort of like be like if some if I had to share like a video of the bad nerves, mm. I would just share that video because I'd be like I feel like that it, it shows you kind of in a live setting. You're yeah. playing live. Um, it's one of my favorite songs of yours. It just it, it all sort of uh, works works together in that yeah. kind of way. What I wanted to ask you about, tell me about the backing vocals on and coming to the, the backing vocals. They kind of have this weird sort of effect or filter on them. It's like you're, you're good. It's a really weird thing, but it's really awesome. It's like everything's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's this weird. What are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I think uh, well, there's there's a certain like sound like, like we are quite like that. So that nasally sort of like yeah that's what it yeah. is it's well, so yeah. interesting yeah because otherwise because if you just like go, a lot of like oh. the kind of early punk stuff is all nasally you know jay retail is yeah. kind of nasally as well isn't yep. it like there's just something about there's something about like if, if you if you took those dreaming backing vocals and you went you know oh, oh <laughs> right you'd be like god this sounds crap so, so like a choir. Like, yeah right. sort of you, it, it makes it snotty yeah it makes it snotty yeah, it gives it like it just it just sits better. It sounds cooler. I don't know. It's just like a bit more interesting, you know. I I really love it. And you know, the, another thing we've talked about some of the the musical stuff, but also the vocal melodies are so fucking fascinating on all of these friggin' tracks, man. Like the the way that you guys have such a grasp on vocal melody, mm. and um, it just it, it it just adds so much to the song. So it's like you have all these elements. So it's like. Yes, I understand. And, you know, I, I, I know why you guys are like in your PR thing, whatever, in your whatever the thing, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the statement, it says power pop. And I understand why 
and the <laughs> approach. And again, like, you know, especially when you think about talk about the Beatles and stuff, the Beatles, you know, oh, are pop and yeah, clearly yeah. there's some Beatles in there and stuff. Um, mm. But like, I do not see, I mean, I do not, that's not what I see when I see your band. I see like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's, you've, you have synthesized a sound from so many interesting like places and it's just i i really think that you are poised for a a big fucking splash man i really really do i really really do yeah well we we we, you know it's one of those things we sort of uh we really love the the music i mean we but we this is the first time we've ever done something where it seems like the people who who hear it and then like it, they like it and connect with it the same way we do. And that's like really cool, obviously, really, really fucking cool. We didn't really we've never really had that before, you know, so it's yeah, kind yeah. Of, we kind of accidentally stumbled across this sort of um, I mean, the, the influences are obvious, but it's sort of come out. It feels like we managed to come out with something. You that, made something original from the influences. And that's what's yeah, so fucking yeah. great. I, th- I feel like, I mean, I never used to think that, but now I sort of listen to other bands and stuff, and I feel like, you know, there's there's not, I can't think of many, I can't think of any current bands that sound, I know bands that sound, have similarities, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say we're the most original band ever, but I like to think we've we've done something, a li- it's a little bit original. You've done much- something fresh, well, which here's what you've done. You've done, you've taken a bunch of different, like, like sort of um, sonic aesthetics, and yeah. you've done something. You've cr- you've crafted fresh, interesting um, songs with yeah. them, and that's what. And it's really you know that's really what where where to where to sort of um, put the focus. And here's now here's what here's my question. So you decided to record the album independently. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that exactly mean? When you you didn't so you didn't you don't have you never signed a record deal per se. Well, we you have, just did we it have. yourself. Oh, you yeah, have so now. We, you have. Yeah, now. so we, we signed. We we signed, um, but only like small. You know, like we were signed to a really cool label called Suburban Records in um in uh, Netherlands, like okay. a really small, small little independent um place. Like great great people. Um, so we did that, but we never. The album, we we uh, I can't remember the what the exact details of the the deal were, but I think it was only, it was only one one album, um and uh, yeah, and we obviously we paid our friend to to sort of record it for us properly and whatever, and um and but yeah, be, beyond that, we we haven't really. I ever think had... I think a lot of it as well is like whenever we've gone to like other producers and things like that, it's just not like they can be like amazing producers, but it's like we know the sound that it should sound like, and we know that if we go with Mike, our friend then we're going to get that, you know, with, with Bobby there looking over it all and stuff. We're going to get exactly what yeah. we, we want me, me, rather than me, wasting people's time, you know? Yeah. Me and Mike, me, when, when, me, when we did that album, when we first recorded it, all we were going by was the the the, the demos that, I, that we did in here, which was like just me and Will. Like just, and I've died, I'm not a mixer. Like I mix things for fun, but I'm not like, I wouldn't, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm good enough, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I, I certainly didn't have the skills to make it sound how, I wanted this band sound, but I knew Holy I made shit. Whoever mixed and mastered this fucking album is yeah. a genius. Oh, well, we got it mastered at Abbey Road. <laughs> oh! <Yeah. laughs> no, because, but the funny thing is, that's not because, like, you know, we had sort of help or anything. We, funnily enough, our manager was good friends and, and the uh, mate who mixed it were good friends with a guy who's from our small little town who happens to be a mastering engineer at Abbey Road. So mental. Shit. Like, yeah. And he's a fucking meant to be. Where are you guys from? 
Well, from sort of, we, we originally said we were from London. We were actually from out just outside of London in a place called Essex. But just when we like started, me, just like yeah. me, right outside of the big city. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I know Essex. We, sure. Yeah. When we started, we um we we didn't think anyone would ever fucking hear this band, so we thought we won't say we're from Essex because no, yeah, London. Knows. Let's just say London sounds a bit cooler. Chicago <laughs> land area. I'm from the Chicago, <laughs> even though I'm 90 yeah. fucking minutes outside of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Chicago land area. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, no. So we got we mastered Abbey Road, and then like. With that whole album, like we recorded it, and then I just because me and Mike were such good friends, we we were able to spend so much more time mm. sitting together using like his sort of technical prowess mixed with my kind of knowing how I wanted it to sound based on the demos we'd done, and then we kind of just mashed those two worlds together, and it's sort of uh, and it took quite a while. Like, There's quite a lot of like quite a lot of uh, in fact, it took we recorded the album in April 2018, and it didn't get we didn't finish. It wasn't finished until nearly two years later when and it came out in 2020. So wow, because we, we we weren't mixing for two years, but there was so much time between. I was trying to re-record bits like vocals. Like I've got a funny picture actually, um, which I which I've been meaning to post, which is a picture of my desk in my bedroom at the time, and I li I was living in this haunted, crappy, horrible pub. And I had this huge room and like this is how DIY it was. And I just had my laptop with like this fucking preamp and a microphone. I just, and that's where I recorded all the vocals. <laughs> just like in this. You want to know something? Yeah. You know, you know, the bad brains, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah you know how sure. they recorded Sacred Love? No. HR was in jail. <laughs> no, oh, right. yeah. Down the phone. Down the yep. phone right? They had to do it. John's yeah. right. They had to. Yeah. So they they had one last song to do. They had book time. HR had to go to jail. And they ranged it with the guards. They said they put the re receiver outside. He was like barred in and like the receipt somewhere like <laughs> the receiver. And they put the receiver right up next to the mic that, in the it? fucking studio. <laughs> and when you hear that filter, that that baby, 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 that's yeah. just him on the fucking phone. That's not an effect. Um, and that's, that's why who fucking cares? Like, that's so much more interesting. Yeah. That's what, the best use of a phone ever. Ever. Here's another, here's another crazy one for you. I, I've been talking about this a lot. This is a revelation. Now, the Bad Brains, they got their name from the Ramones song, Bad Brain. Now, I mean, if recently, you, actually. Yeah, so if you listen to Bad Brain yeah. at twice the speed, because they thought... They put the record on at what is it? Uh, there, there's 33, 70 something, 45, and then, four, uh, 70 oh, and oh, then yeah. 70 yeah. or something like that. They put it on twice as fast as the record is supposed to be played. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen to it, and I listen, this is just my ear. I'm not saying that this is the truth. You will hear attitude by the bad brains when you. Put oh, on. for real? Yeah. For when real? You listen to bad brains. Try that out. I'm not, it's not exact. It's not exact. Yeah. But the point is, the legend of the story is that they said all of our music should sound this fast and ferocious. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear that song, you can almost go, oh, that's where they got inspired to do yeah. Attitude. And that's where I wow, want to think is... that they yeah, got yeah. the... <laughs> See, that's why that's I'm subscribed to your channel for factoids like that, man. That's yeah. a good one. Actually. I can't believe you're fucking subscribed to my channel. This is yeah, so cool. Because yeah. I got to yeah. tell you, and then let me ask you this about, and this is what, to bring us back to Spotify for a minute. Because again, I know this is a touchy subject with musicians, um, especially. I'm not honest, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get it. But like at the same time, like, you know, and I understand like, you know, it just, it's hard to fucking, it's hard to get paid for the shit that you make creatively at this, in this day and age. It just yeah, sucks. You're not wrong. It just sucks. And I, listen, I'm in the trenches on in a completely different area, you know, trying to do the same shit 
much less successfully than you guys. But the mm. point is, is that um, people are fucking hearing your music because of Spotify. I think it seems like yeah, a lot of people yeah. have fucking, I mean, fucking a million. You guys got millions of streams. Yeah, I know it's mad, isn't it? The crazy it's thing is, mad. mad. When we first put the album, when that album came out, and when is it? Twentieth November, twenty twenty, I think it was. Um, I think we had like six thousand monthly listeners. So and 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 we've done. I mean, we've played shows. You know, we've obviously sure. played shows and stuff, but we we haven't. All, all all of our music videos came out in the lead up to that uh to that um album coming out. So we haven't done any music videos. I don't think. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then and it's just grown off of word almost like word of mouth and Spotify algorithms, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like I like to think of it as being like almost a homage to the past, you know, where people would tell other people about it because sure, we haven't, we haven't really promoted it, you know. We just we've gone and played shows and that's it, you know. Like, but you're only playing to a small amount of people and you well, not small, but you know, compared to what you can do, reach on the internet. But like, you, re- but here's what's crazy. So, here's what's really crazy, and this is what's interesting, and this is why, like, really. One of the, the the main slice, and again, I, I I understand it's a very sensitive topic because, like, you know, again, like I feel like musicians are not paid nearly enough from these these places. Um, but the but the weird flip side is at the same time they're getting exposed, they're getting insane exposure that they would never yeah, yeah. fucking get otherwise. So it's like this oh, weird devil's bargain. Yeah. But um, it's, it's it's the classic thing, isn't it? Like we're not going to pay you money, but we will give you exposure. But in this case, in this weird sort of case, I like, again, like I would not know. The truth is we would not be talking right now. I would not know who you were and I would not have recommended. As soon as I heard your album, I texted that guy in Wolfface I was talking about. I I was like, you got to hear these guys. Same thing with my friend, Rich. Rich, you got to hear these guys. It's like, you know, when you discover a band that you like, it's currency. Hey, I found this new band. Check them out. This is what I yeah, think yeah. they sound like. And they're like, holy shit, yeah. And everybody agrees my, with me on In my friendship group as well, when you find a sick band and you get your other mates sure. into it, you constantly get to bring it back up and say, remember when I found that band? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's currency, yeah. dude. It's fucking currency. Egg on top of it, mate. But here's what's interesting. So COVID hits. Like, the COVID hits right as you fucking release this fucking album. Yeah, just before, yeah, just before, I think yeah. it was. Now, we, we, you know, we weren't I don't really want... sure whether to release it then or not, but we kind of took a been... punt then. Oh, my God. You know, do you know what the fucking thing is? Like, trying to put an album out, when you're like, unless you literally write it in on your own, you don't tell anyone, and then you just put it on the internet. Once you sort of, you end up getting so many sort of other people get involved, and then there's like this whole thing of, you have to, you know, you got to wait to do it at the right time and do it the right yeah. way, and all this bollocks, like... And I, I've known bands, like me and John, but I know I've got friends who are in bands for like 10 years who it took them 10 years to put their first album out. And they were thinking, you know, when we finally put it out, it's going to go. And they put it out and nothing happens and they split up. You know, this is like, like if you've got an album, you're writing something in the band, get it out. Just get it, get it the fuck out. Because like we we weren't sure whether to put that out or not. And it, we'd already been trying to get it out. And there's all this shit about, yeah, but we've got to do it through these channels, through like some label and all this, the blah, 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 blah. And it was like, if, if we wait any longer, like, but yeah, we're not going to bother because it's already been four years, you know, or three years. <laughs> right. You, yeah, you've that's, sat, that's you've sat with these songs for a very long, and you know, I've heard Henry Rollins talk about this. You know, he yeah. talks about it with the Rollins band, which is like, you know, the funny thing about the Rollins band is like people like, I feel like people like the Rollins band because of Henry's association with black flag. But you know, yeah. I don't really know that many people that are like super down with the Rollins band, but he does yeah. talk about some interesting you know, sort of concepts in that, like, they're like, first, what we did was we recorded the songs. Then we take the songs on the road for months, yeah, for months yeah. and months and months. And that's when the songs cook and yeah, percolate yeah. and get tight songs. Yeah, and then yeah. we recorded the songs. 
And it was interesting because that's what I thought about. That's what was reminded of, even if it was not on the same sort of timescale, but just this idea that you've been playing these songs for years. You yeah. put them onto, you, then you finally get them down. Your yeah. band is not what it was when it started. And yeah. now your band is what it is now. And it mm -hmm. is like, I mean, you guys are a, are a sharp, dangerous instrument. Honed. <laughs> ready yeah, to kill. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's really, no, it's, really great. It was weird when we sort of when the album finally came out and it started to people started to hear it, like playing shows and people actually knowing the songs. It was like uh, almost like we we're like, okay, really, it really is time like to not suck, you know? Like not yeah. that I think we ever sucked, but it's still like when when your people have come to watch you, you don't want to you you want to be good. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's it. That's it. Like I, I love I love slop I love sloppy punk, man. It's it's some of the best, but like. Oh, yeah. If the if the songs are, are good and you've heard them on the record, you want to you want to hear them to that standard, you know. You want sure. you don't want to disappoint people, like. And we I have, think we, we have... feed off fans' energy a lot live. Oh, it kind of gets us going, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's the best thing about live music is like even at, whether you're on stage or off stage, it's just feeling that energy, you know, that we're from from mm. the from the band. Like it's just when everyone's just vibing in that way, it's fucking well. You can't beat it, really, can you? It's great. Yeah. Um. What what is and you know that kind of again if you've never listened to it you have to check out younger louder snottier which is the oh yeah, rough, yeah, yeah. oh you know it okay john yeah, john's yeah. john's john's, john's yeah. punk shit. um the 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 younger louder snottier is the rougher mixes of young loud and snotty by the dead boys and it's mm -hmm. much better it's supreme i can't listen to young loud and snotty because it's so polished Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's this is dirty. I mean, it's like ugh, like rough and guttural, and the songs just sound so much better. You got and they have a different. They have "Hey Little Girl" instead of oh no, it's "Down in Flames." What is it? something's different about that that track listing? Um, but yeah, younger, louder, snottier, much superior <laughs> did, version. Did you hear the uh, the the Ramones demos from like nineteen seventy five? It's like the, yes. the record. Man, like that that Phenomenal. For me is like. Mwah, chef's kiss like, chef's kiss yes <laughs> i agree i agree i i really do those early that record so many times <laughs> and i'll even tell you you know if you listen go listen to glad to see you go uk july 4th 1976 glad to see you go you know uh you guys brought the the british invasion came in 1964 and then the ramones came in 1976 mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and you know everybody in the crowd that night started uh started a punk band right that's the legend yeah, or whatever yeah. but that yeah. version of glad to see you go live yeah, right. uh is yeah, just right. uh it's tits man it's just friggin tits um, i love that it, footage of uh when dead boy the, you know the the famous footage of dead boys playing at cbgb's and yes just the way he moves like on the stage is like stiff what, was it? Was it? Was he got stuck on him? No, he's got. He's got like a bit of ham or something. That's what it's like. Front, he's like he's to get, oh, <laughs> crazy. I, 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 you know, the amount of times in my head I've been like, I want to move like that on stage, and then it's like, and then if you try and move that quickly, you're like, fuck. I don't you know need to do yoga. You need to do yoga. Yeah. You need to do yeah. aerobics. You need. It it's, there's so many and disciplines heroin. and heroin, of course. <laughs> um. So I, so I got. So I, I hung out with the dead boys. Sans Sans Stiv. Stiv yeah, was yeah. obviously dead. Um, I hung out with the Dead Boys at the CBGB Gallery right before they did the only re true reunion they've ever done. And the reason why is because I had read the book. Uh, I can't say it on YouTube or what will eventually be on YouTube. You know, the book by Legs McNeil, PKM. 
uh, right, right. that stands for. And, um, and I recognized Jimmy Zero, and I walked right up to him, and I said, is it true that Stiv really jerked off in the chili at CBGB's? <laughs> and he, what was funny is he had, there were all these kids waiting in line to go into CBGB's to see them play. Nobody knew that Jimmy Zero was standing right there in front yeah, of him smoking right. a cigarette. But I had my book, and I had the pictures. I knew who he was. Uh, you know, so I walked up to him <laughs> and he thought I w- he got such a kick out of being asked that he's like, come on, come back with me. Come back here. <laughs> so I got so I was hanging out with him and his girlfriend. And over there was Jeff Magnum in the corner and Cheetah Chrome had just had a kid. And Johnny pretty, pretty Blitz, sick <laughs> bro, Johnny Blitz walks in. He's like, do not say a word about the stabbing because Johnny Blitz was stabbed, uh, almost right, stabbed right. to death uh, uh, in 78. Yeah. Um, Brutal. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. That that was a fuck. That was a. I, I got to go to CB's right at the very end of its uh, uh, yeah. from 2003 yeah. to 2006, and then it was that was it. So, um, yeah. So, what is like a museum or something now, or like a what? What is no, it? What, what, what do they do? So what it eventually turned into, it's something called John Varvados. It's it's kind of sad. It's kind of <laughs> it's bittersweet. It, yeah, he's a he's he's a fashion guy. And he, he, he preserved the walls of CBGBs and yeah, the walls. So eventually when you guys do come to New York and invade America for which I will be there in the front fucking row with my shit kickers on kicking shit in the pit, um, (laughs) you have to go, you have to stop off there and at least see the walls of what once was. When we we come over, you have to take us on a tour. You, you, I swear to fucking God, you guys whatever you guys let me know when you're in fucking town we will get pizza and i will show i will i will show you fucking lodi if you want to see lodi is right across the fucking on the dream man yes you let me know i swear to god dude i swear to god you you hit me up i will fucking do that i would love i mean i'm not like i'm not like an expert or anything but i will yes i would totally fucking uh show you those those places um i want to know are there when how is like is america on the horizon in the somewhat distant future or like what 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 are your what are the current plans right now for you guys in general coming next year you are coming yeah. next year oh, yes. yeah. That's, oh all right yeah. i'll keep my fingers crossed man yeah, that is so I mean, that's awesome obviously pending pending various things but it, it's, it's certainly being penciled in to happen so it's really hard for bands especially independent bands from the oh, UK yeah. to get over to America. It's just like, it costs, it's fucking it costs, difficult. It costs the same amount yeah, to, to get, to get a deposit on a house over here. It's the same. It's the same cost oh. at, least, at least. So you basically, such, you can't do it. You can't do it without financial backing basically. So we're yeah. hoping to get a little bit of financial backing to just about cover the cost of us being able to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, but it's really like a hope. dream for us, man. Like, you know, yeah. it, that is, it, that is, the pinnacle of what we want to do is get to America and play for you guys. But. Yeah, because you get the feeling, like, don't be wrong, we've got a lot of people over here, in you know, in London particularly, but in, in the UK who who like the band. But, you know, the, uh, the the numbers alone on the various streaming sites and stuff, you can see America is is get, is so so into what we're doing. That it's, uh, Which is surprising. I thought, I yeah. thought they'd have heard it all before. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing that blew my mind. I thought Americans had heard all this before, and suddenly they they listened to Bad Nerves. It's like, yeah, it's cool. so it's like, yeah, it just seems like um, the place to be for this band, you know. So, uh, yeah, as, as you I, say, it's a weird. Again, it's a weird situation, and, and you know, like I don't say this in a negative. I say it in like as just like a testament to like how fucking great you are. 
is that mm. like again it you know some bands they're too early and some bands they are too late and it's yeah. like if you had like the, the the music that you were making was so fucking like mainstream mm. decades before you were making it and it's like it's like it's fresh now it's fresh again yeah. and i yeah. think people are tuned into this idea that mm. like holy shit this is really great and it you, you know it used to be really popular and it's like like really great again and like you know just this idea of like um you know because rock has sort of weird it's weird like rock has rock used to be the main fucking yeah. thing and now it's like this little mm. compartmentalized yeah, yeah it's just like almost irrelevant it's uh it's not irrelevant it's just become you know what it's become a subgenre it used yeah, to be yeah. a big thing um yeah. i wanted to ask this so what why why children of heat which is why I contacted you initially. Why <laughs> Children of Heat, particularly? Um, I, of all the songs, of all your influences that you could cover, and you were like, fuck, I, let's do the Misfits. I was so happy when I saw I was like, these guys well, are what's I, up. To be honest, like, personally, they've been one of my favorite bands forever. And then I think me and Will, I think a few Halloweens ago, we're just going through it. We were just listening to the Misfits just nonstop all of October. And we were like, oh, you know what? We should do a Misfits cover just because just, just we, we love them. And Children yeah. Heat is one of our favorite songs collectively, so it, it made sense. But uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. And then we played it live in Benidorm the other day, and it was the probably the most time. fun we've ever had. So. Yeah, we played it live for the first time ever, and we we in fact have we even rehearsed? No, we we did actually. We don't really rehearse, but I think we did rehearse Twice. that. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> It's um, one of my favorite Misfits. I mean, I love all the Misfits songs. It's one of my favorite Misfits songs. It's from one of my favorite periods. I, I love that that horror business lineup of the band um, is yeah, yeah, just sure. the shit. And um, I just always loved just the, you know, the song and the idea. And, you know, again, like, you know, part of what, what makes the Misfits, the reason why I talk about so, Misfits so much on this channel, it's not just for the music. It's mm. the idea that, like, it is this idea of this, of of self-empowerment through artistic entrepreneurialship mm. that yeah, you just sure. and and i see frankly that's kind of like when i heard that you guys like recorded your shit independently and you know put yourself you know you're on you know uh spotify and everything and have like sort of really in this grassroots kind of way are are, are slowly building i mm. i was enamored by that i'm like i'm like and then you have a you know what else too you have a really great youtube channel you put up stuff yeah, because you know what? Because the first thing you do after you listen on Spotify is I got to see what these guys sound like live. Yeah, of course, you have a yeah. lot of there's a lot of people recording a lot of the you know videos of you guys don't have, you know, it's just somebody on their cell phone. But yeah, then yeah. you took some really polished shit mm. and put it on your YouTube channel. Be like, this is us when we're playing live. Yeah, yeah. And it's in this place where even though we can't see you at a live show, it's mm -hmm. in this place where we can find you right on the Internet. Yeah, and sure. yeah. He just not oh, man, enough... like yeah sorry go ahead. I, I spent i spent so many hours on youtube looking up bands that i'll never get to see live just to find some live footage to know to, to experience it you know so mm -hmm. the, that's why that's why the internet's so good isn't it you know yeah. like so, mm -hmm. so many bands so many like classic concerts and stuff. even that like the, the cake shop one we were talking about earlier like i would never have seen that if it wasn't someone <laughs> done a, a, a polished version on youtube so yeah you guys, are you familiar? A couple of bands recommendations or bands. First of all, are, do you know the Frights? Mm, no, I don't. Check out I the Frights. Like I heard the name. I Check out like the Frights. Name. Not not the not the German band who I actually was on tour with for Helmet. That they're uh, they're in America. Um, they're called the Frights. Got to yeah. check them out. 
Check out um uh, obviously, do you know King Kong and the Barbecue Show? Have you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you hear the Black Jaspers record? The, the two Black Jaspers records that King, no, King what's Kong. No, never heard of them. Oh, never really? Oh, yeah, I'm really? writing it down right now. Black oh, Jaspers, yeah. so, you say? Yeah. So, so King Kong did a did a record with a guy called Jasper who played in a band called the About Blanks that were like a German huh. 77-ish kind of band. He's got like really super nasally vocals, and they did like one super raw album and then they did a second one that never came out on vinyl but the first one is like a black cover with the two of them on on it black i can't Jaspers. i can't what it's yeah yeah it's, it's like the recording is like toilet it's amazing it's, it's yeah. like the worst record <laughs> it's the worst recorded stuff but it's perfect like inside a crisp packet sort of like yeah you'll you'll love it <laughs> i uh, yes i am a bit that i love see i'm a, i'm a, that's you know that whole genre of budget rock in general i think that you know it doesn't the the best thing you could do is get a unique sound like yes obviously all the stuff bobby all the stuff you were saying about like you know recording in like you know uh, the the thing the the fundamentals that you learned in recording when you were younger are yeah. important and make sense and but at the same time it's this idea of like hey like that's a really fucking weird sound or hey let's record this in a bathroom because yeah yeah well, thing sound- is, yeah. the thing is when i was doing that um when i did that abbey that abbey road like beatles cover like I, is this going to come out in some sort of capacity? I'm, I'm hoping so, but not, not until not until this uh, second album is sort of going somewhere. Tell me uh, about that after you finish your statement. That's what I want. We'll, we'll wrap this up, guys. I want to thank you so yeah. much for your time. Right. Um, um, but, no, but I was going to say the Abbey Road thing was um, I when I was demoing all of that, I just literally just put my iPhone in front of my drum kit, and it sounded fucking cool. <laughs> like, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was, I was to be honest, I was getting, I was getting smoking quite a lot of weed at the time, so I was like, I ain't gonna be setting up all this. Guy. I looked at my all my stuff because I've got like a little setup here, you know, drum kit mic up, and I was just like, I can't be fucked with any of that. I'm just gonna put put it on my iPhone, on my iPhone, play it in, and then just take it off my iPhone, and put it on my laptop, and I was like, so much easier. Sounds <laughs> wicked, though. Yeah, sounding cool, sounding cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a big deal. You know what that reminds in fact, me you know of? What? The, the, mis- yeah. the Misfits cover, the Misfits cover we did, Sam yeah. did the exact same thing. He recorded himself yeah. playing the drums into his iPhone, and that's on YouTube. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's and, we've got a cover of it on our YouTube channel. Of, of I, of children and, I, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. I've got to check that out. You know what's interesting? It's, it's funny. The audio. But it, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. That reminds me very much of what the you know the Sonics from the sixties. What their their whole drumming, their whole miking technique for like the witch and strychnine and like psycho and all those songs. Classics. Yeah, classics. They just took a dynamic microphone and they hung it on over the kit. And that was it, man. Yeah. I mean beat can't can't argue with that, can you? I think the Beatles recorded like drums for a lot of their stuff, just uh the Glenn Johns method, which is where you just have one mic over the top, right. and one mic on the side, and then, then that's like right. you just balance it out. Like it's crazy. And I've Ringo, tried that. I can't do it for shit. <laughs> it, I'll tell you, there are some great videos about how the Beatles. A lot of a lot of what they would do is they would put one microphone on the amp, and then they put the other microphone on the room, and then split the signal. That sort of yeah, thing yeah. too to get like a combination. What yeah. Ringo, what the way Ringo would get his drums, which is so interesting, especially on Abbey Road, he got really into calfskin drum heads, and oh, he would right. put yeah. tea towels down on the drums, and yeah. that gave it that 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 very That's like fat, dry fat. Little... Yeah, it's yeah. fat and dry. And I'll tell you, yeah. you don't hear drums yeah. sounding like people love to shit on Ringo. And oh, like, no, he's a legend. Yeah, fuck, he's a legend. Dude. He's, he's... 
he's a genius. I, I used to think you used to hear that, you know, before you really get into the Beatles, it's like Ringo, crap drummer, and you're like, yeah, Beatles are crap, shit drummer, blah, blah, blah. And then when you get into him, and it's because like, I'm a drummer, like I've played drums for, before I did anything else. Wow. So I, I love, you can't see it, but I've got like, Oh yeah, you can't see it at all. I would not have expected you to I've be a drummer. Like, That's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, I've got I've got like I've got three drum kits behind me right now. That's what oh, I spend basically I spend all my money on. Um what was I saying? But yeah, but he's he's just his parts are just so cool. So you know why? Because he's a songwriter's drummer. Exactly. And what exactly. he's doing, first of all, what he's doing, he does with no ego. There's mm -hmm. no ego. I don't need to be you know, out there, I don't need to be doing this big bombastic solo. It's like, no, what serves the song? Exactly. Yeah, right. What serves right, the song? So, so great. The way Look at like, And I Love Her. All he's, what is he doing on And I Love Her? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't think, you go, oh, yeah, uh, anybody can do that. But it's like, maybe anybody can do that. But does anybody. Yeah, would, would they? Would they? Exactly. And that's the idea of like what Ringo is doing. What yeah, makes yeah. Ringo so interesting is that he is a puzzle piece fitting yeah, yeah. into a larger puzzle yeah. of chemistry. Exactly. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just intuition. Excellently put. <laughs> yeah, it's just his intuition. Just he's just like it wasn't like oh okay, drum beats normally go like this. Let's do something like that. Boom, ga, boom, boom. Gah. Right. Like what intuitively feels right with this track, and I think that's so much cooler. You know. Right. And you know, and and then on the flip side, you look at like. You look at like again. What's the name of the drummer that, from Jay Retard? That uh, what's his name? Uh, Billy Hayes. Hayes. Billy Hayes. That fucking guy. Because what happened was his band quit on him, yeah. and then he had a second band later on that was not nearly as. I mean, they just were not tight like the first band. Yeah. And that guy, you know, it's he's not doing it. Well, first of all, he's playing Jay's parts because Jay yeah. Jay records everything. Yeah. Um, but he's. Ju it's just a very. It, it's it's all about the speed. Yeah, all about speed. It's ridiculous and that's that how fast that. Yeah, fuck. It's really, it's really fucking fast. Okay, tell me about the second album. You guys have been recording a second album for how long now? Well, I mean, we haven't even been recording it. It's just been in, we're just writing, really. I mean, we've got "Don't Stop" and "All Right," um, which are two tracks that are out, which may or may not go on the second record. We'll have to see. Potentially, there is a, a full record there. Oh, yeah. It's like again, it's the process, isn't it? Of, of we, we want to be totally happy with it before we show it to everyone. You know, like that's that's how exactly. we always kind of play it with these things. And uh, yeah, there's just, definitely some yeah. absolute bangers there. I think. Now, strategically, one. strategically, you come to America. Hmm. You you wouldn't would you? I mean, wouldn't you? Would you be presenting the first? album or would you think you would be slowly peppering in songs from the second album if you're trying to make a splash how do you go about that i mean I, I, to me i sort of think that then the first record's still new to people you know it's only like it's not like an old record yet really it didn't really came out in a pandemic so it hasn't really had its uh... it's a brand new record to me personally yeah, exactly. people yeah. want people want to hear that that live you know like if people yeah, haven't sure. heard it live they want to hear that live there'll be a few new ones in there definitely but yeah. like i think not we owe anyway. it to the people that have been listening to that record to come I and play that record for us. Genius. Right? That's the smart. That is that's smart. That's what you should do yeah, because, because it's like you yeah. want to that's introduce. What I'd want to see. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's definitely what I would want to see. But like, you know, it's like this weird, tricky thing because it's like, oh, we've had these songs for so long. We've been playing them for so long, but you're going into a brand new market. How do we yeah. do you do you try and, you know, uh, do you try and mix mix it in with new shit or do you yeah. fucking like leave them fucking their ears ringing with the fucking shit? That's so fucking tight because when people see you in America, they got to yeah. see that tight fucking weapon yeah. of mass destruction ready to blow their faces yeah. off that you guys yeah. are you know it'll, 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 it'll be that 100 yeah. percent, man like uh, we don't like practicing either so we ain't gonna learn any new things you know yeah. <laughs> you know but like i think you guys are at you know it's funny it's like even though you've had you had these songs for a long time and you know uh this album had like this weird sort of um uh birth and release that release structure you're actually i think feel like you guys are in like actually like a really good place in that mm -hmm. kind of regard because again you 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 have this album that has an online recognition and presence and mm -hmm. if you when you eventually introduce yourselves into a new market like america or whatever and you have those songs down so live you're going to leave Americans with such an impression of who you are because you're mm. performing at the pinnacle of what those songs need to be for mm. the, that audience. In my I opinion, think yeah, yeah. I think that's why we want, why we think we're sort of saying let's let's do the American thing, you know, because we don't. It's sort of a question that was asked, and it was like, do we should we do it? And I think we all think for the same reasons you just said is that let's get whilst we're at the peak of this era. Let's go out there and, you know, some people Deliver it. don't yeah, let it people... pass you by. No, exactly. Because that will get that all like once that era is gone, it can never be seen again. And it seems a shame that uh, people not, you know, really in the in the big, bigger picture is that not many people would have got to actually see it. You know, so it's kind of uh, especially because America, for so many people are listening to the tracks. It seems like the place to go to to whilst we're still in that sort of uh, part of our career, if you like, or whatever. Sure, sure. I mean, and it's like it's like a weird thing too because like America is really big. It's yeah, like, I mean, you know, we were talking about like culture and whatnot. Like America, you know, it's really not by state. America is actually more divided. There's like 10 or 11 cultures within America. Like it's yeah. a weird sort of it's a weird freaking place, man. Like yeah. you know, you go you go to the south. The south is a completely different place from the north. The the mm. West Coast is very different from the East Coast. Everybody talks like this out in the West. Yeah, like, yeah man. Like, you know, everybody in the East Coast talks really fast. And, you know, it's just, a, I don't know. It's it's a really, really weird place. And it's like, how do you fucking hit America in this eight, day and age? It's like. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, we, we, ain't got, we ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> we, were just, <laughs> we just. Well, uh, I think you'll yeah. do really well in New York for sure. Like, yeah, you're I, just. I just <sighs> Yeah, it does seem like there's a few obvious places that um, right. people like the music, you know, um, New York being yeah. one of them. Sure. Chicago, think, um, L.A., yeah, yeah. you know. LA, those sort of places. Um, we've, we've been playing, you know, we're getting plays from from loads of places in America, but there's, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's a few obvious places we'll we'll hit, I guess, and uh, just I guess you could, you, look, you could look at that data and be like, okay. Oh, like, you can, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so... Mm. Yeah, really, that's that. another great thing about, about that technology, you know. Like people base tours around what their stats say because if you've got loads of listeners in a certain, few certain places, it makes sense that you would go there, you know. Um, Hopefully all our listeners will be in Roswell or something like that. We can just go and tour in Roswell. <laughs> We've landed. The bad yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this show up with a very – here's what we're going to do. We're going to – Um, I want to hear – in particular, I want to hear Bobby's um, five favorite Beatles songs right now. And mm -hmm. I want to hear John's 
five. And the reason why I'm picking two different things is because I want to, uh, I want to create some variety here. John, mm -hmm. I want to hear what your, uh, the, your current uh, five misfit obsession songs are right now. Oh. And um, yeah, I, that's what I want to hear. I'm gonna, and oh. when I stop talking, you can, you can begin. I'm giving you, I'm stalling. Right. As a matter of fact, here's what I'm going right. to do super quick since we haven't done it yet real yeah. quick while we, cause we have to do this anyway for the show. Um, uh, I just want to uh, quickly speak about our sponsor, uh, riotstickers.com. If you need stickers, you got to go to riotstickers.com. Uh, Sharpie riot. He does, he does the sticker game better than anyone else. These are UV coated stickers. Uh, they're printed on vinyl and they are waterproof. And we're doing a deal right now. If you go to riotstickers.com backslash from us, that's F-R-U-M-E-S-S. -S, you can get a thousand stickers for $79. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Uh, you have to go to that link. It's going to be in the description right underneath all the bad nerves stuff. The bad nerves link tree will be down there as well. We can go and hear them on Spotify and all these good places. Um, and we'll play our little 60 second less than Jake theme song right now. You say you put the anyway, even though it's not the bad news, it's still the <laughs> bad news. You have to because it's a noun. Um, uh, and they are they are going to each give me five songs. We do a lot of top five sort of nonsense on here, and they're each going to give me five. It's not their favorite songs because how could you have favorites? I don't have favorite Beatles songs. There are Beatles songs that I'm obsessed with at the moment. There are Misfit songs that I'm obsessed with. But like you, you know, you just you just pick what's what's currently in your in your um uh whatever whatever's in yeah, your, yeah. your rotation at the moment so yeah yeah i mean the whole start? Beatles catalog is in my i'll start if you want the whole of the beatles catalog is in my permanent rotation i've never oh, I yeah had, they've been my top artist on my streaming shit every year since i started listening to them <laughs> um but like favorite i mean obviously i i literally love I think I love probably 98% of their music. There's probably only a couple of songs, which I don't even dislike. I just, you know, they're just like, like Piggies, for example, on the White Album. I like that, but I don't, but I don't, but I like it more because it's a bit of a giggle. It's not really, a, right. I don't think it's, it's a novelty. It's more of a yeah, novelty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, if I, if I was to try and pick some off the top of my head, I think, I mean, it's almost like every, <laughs> everyone, everyone you pick is going to be a bit of a cliche, but um, I think A Day in the Life is, is oh. like absolutely, genius song like when i listen to that it makes me just transport into another world um fucking astounding recording uh, achievement oh, as well 
I, I, I just have that. I pretty much have that song stuck in my head every day. And I have done for six years. I just, I always think of that song for some reason. And the it. drumming. Look, look yeah. at Ringo's drums on that yeah. song. Yeah. Those yeah. Fills. Yeah. Yes. Again. yes. So those fucking fills, bro. I know. But you think it's going to kick in, but it doesn't. You're like, oh. oh. I know. So cool. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, Happiness is a warm gun. I think it's fucking. Oh. Okay. Okay. Fun trivia fact. Super quick. I'm going to inject interject this super quick. Fun trivia trap fact about oh. Happiness is a Warm Gun is actually yeah. three songs. It's not one song. And what they did was, just like what we were talking about earlier, they yeah. took three snippets. So the first part, She's Not a Girl Who Misses Much. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one song. And then it goes into um, uh, the second song. And then the third song is, yeah, yeah. is Happiness is a Warm Gun. So, but this, you know what? This is the thing with like, if you listen to, we've got a track called Don't Stop that's not on the record. That is essentially. Yes, I've heard, yes I know yeah, that song. Yes. It's four different parts and, then, really? and that's it yeah and that's it there's no like there's no repeating part it just goes first section another section another section end section i got nothing to that with that in mind yeah and that is fully like well it's not it's not just influenced by the beatles but it is that thing of being okay with just following a vibe and not feeling you have to do this structural bullshit thing that you hear on the radio all the time a b a c a d sure a, sure First chorus, sure. verse, chorus, middle eight, blah, blah, blah. Like that. I'm so that glad you picked great. that track, dude. I yeah. fucking love that. <laughs> that fucking end, that bang, bang. And then he goes, happiness is a warm. Yes, it is. Uh, my headphones are about to die, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Keep going. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Um, okay. So that's two, isn't it? Uh, where, where I'm trying. It holds on. Um, okay. Well, I mean, John, if, you're, John, if your headphones die, that's okay. It, it, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine it'll it'll yeah. just switch it over don't 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 another, uh another track that i really love is uh on the abbey uh, on abbey rose golden slumbers oh uh, i think that's just that makes that makes me i wish i'd written that <laughs> i mean it's just like it's only about a minute long but it's uh it's just it's all part of that flowy transitional okay you know, another like super quick beatles trivia fact because <laughs> how many of these facts do you have I, as i said go i could talk that. more about the beatles bro oh, i could talk more about the beatles than i could the misfits yeah the, go on. because because on you know the song because because oh do i know that I'm, yeah yeah so so that is the three of them that is yeah. the three of them sitting in a candlelit abbey road studio on their uh, uh cross-legged and oh. the, it's the four of them actually and again, yeah. this is what makes Ringo such a great fucking drummer. Ringo can never cannot be heard. He's not on the actual track, but he is very much a part of the track. You know why? Because he's why? keeping time with the claps oh. on his thighs. Yeah. And so they that harmony, that's the three yeah. Beatles after playing 10 years, doing yeah. thousands of hours of gigs in Hamburg, Germany. And now here they are harmonizing, three-part harmony just yeah. by their ear, Oh. With no backing, Dude. fucking track. That is that is spot because, like, like I said, I've done this Abbey Road cover. I've I've done the cover of that song, and it, the, the pleasure, the pleasure I got from just <laughs> singing, singing that three part harmony. Because the world yeah, is the and they had Ringo. The, yeah. Ringo's there, Ring. even though he's not there. I love the bit where it's like this. We have yeah. Well, this is like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's three anyway. So what other, um, I mean, it was, I really love uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. I'm probably oh. a bit cliche and over. but I'm just thinking like, well, what's one that is not, that is not a- uh, You know, Strawberry Fields you got a visitor. two different- <laughs> Oh no. I've got a visitor. Um, Strawberry Fields, two different yeah. tempos. They, that I know. was the, one of the first times 
that they ever spliced two tracks. John was like, I like the beginning of this one. I like the ending of this one. They spliced it together, even though it's a different fucking tempo. Crazy. Fucking crazy. I think what another one. I mean, I and I have to admit, again, it is a cliche one, uh, but I really do think that uh well, I'm torn here. Either while my guitar gently weeps, or oh, it's a great song. Which is obviously, you know, it's a classic, but I also I also really do rate Let It Be. I think Let It Be is amazing. Mm. Beautiful fuck incredible um, song. It's uh to be honest, man, I could I I really do love all of them. There's so top many 50. Right top now. 50 people, <laughs> <isn't> it? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it could I probably could do top 50. But I'll tell you. If you haven't gotten to it yet, you have to listen to It Won't Be Long, the opening Mm. track on, I think it's with the Beatles. It won't be long. Yeah. yeah, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, It's amazing. Fucking, yo. One of the the best songs ever. One of the best songs ever. The fucking arrangements on It Won't Be Long. It's like, wait a minute. This was their second fucking album. No. See, that's the funny thing. Me and John John listens a lot to their earlier stuff. And I listen more to the sort of like uh, help and rubber soul onwards kind of era. Their early shit is very fucking punky, man. It's there's like like a punk flavor to to all that early shit, you know? Yeah, no. Loves really... you, she loves yeah, yeah. you. Could have been a Ramon song. Oh mate, yeah, definitely. I love you know? all that. It's just it's, there's something. I think that uh, just the sort of creativity of some of the later stuff is just uh, really just. Yeah, just all uh, of it is great. Oh no, of course it's all great. I love it all. John, um, let's hear your let's hear your Misfits tracks. Okay, um, American Nightmare. Ah. Because I feel like everyone says that Danzig is evil Elvis, and I feel like American Nightmare is like the closest he got to singing like Elvis in that song. I think it's just the perfect. Um, real quick, call, like real, wait, wait, wait. I have to interject one thing. Wait, he's got facts. He's got allegedly, facts. allegedly, because I'm not doing a top five. Allegedly, um, that was written. That was written in response to the cramps. American Nightmare. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Allegedly. I did not. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, you know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, the the original uh, cough call. Oh, uh, yeah, it's my just, favorite. Yeah, yeah, and, and probably like the, she as well off that as well. But um, yeah, uh, what was your <sighs> Halloween? Um, oh, fucking Halloween, just, bro. Just, um, and candy apples and razor blades. Little dead are sooning graves. I mean, it, it's obvious, but obviously, hybrid moments is just one of the one of the best songs ever. Ever, I I, I, could, I could do like I, to be honest. There's nothing. I was saying this the other night. Like, Static Age, like there's there's nothing they ever did in that era that I don't like. Like I got when I was like a kid, I got the the coffin box set, the CD coffin box set, and it had all like the the different rate like different edits and different like yep. versions of all the songs. Yeah, and it's like four discs, and I can listen to it all and love every single second. Yeah. Like I, so. You know, when Danzig left, that that was kind of it for me. But but that that era is like untouchable. I, I couldn't I couldn't name a song I don't like. <laughs> it, they are they are absolutely. And if you want a glimpse as to what the Misfits sounded like before they even recorded a record, um, Cough Cool and She was before they had a guitar player. And yeah, all yeah. So of, it's all the all the all the keyboards, wasn't it? I didn't. They have a guitar. were they were the fucking doors, bro. They were yeah, straight yeah, up the doors. Yeah. That's what they were I trying to do. They're trying to playing, but they got like a keyboard there. Like that's yeah, dude. Amazing. He's playing yeah. on a. He's playing on a. I forget what it's called. It's a fuzz. Uh, it's a fuzz piano of some kind. Or no, no. It's a what? What did um? What's his face from the Doors? Uh, Ray uh, Manzarek played. So let's say Fender Rhodes. It's a Fender right. Rhodes piano, electric piano that he was playing. 
And uh, they used to do all the songs. Hybrid Moments was written, <laughs> was originally, there was no guitar. It was just piano, bass, and drums. All uh, those songs. I, I, I love it like that, though. I, I love Me it too. like that. I think, I think it's perfect. It's fucking great, dude. It's yeah. really, really that, great. That record is like, I looked it up on Discogs because the one that came out on Darzy's label, wasn't it? And it's it's like thousands, thousands of dollars. For like Which one? Oh, oh, Blank Records, uh, Cough Cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah dude. To, get, to get like a press of that would be like... <laughs> what did you just send? You just sent me something, Bobby. Is this the Children in Heat cover? No, but I can send you that as well. Yeah, that send that a, to me as well. Hold on, I'm looking at what this is. That's a cover that I did of well, one of the covers from the Abbey Road. Oh Russian. shit! Oh shit! I'm very excited. Oh, you're in, you're this. in for a treat, man. You're in for a treat. Oh shit! You sent me. You hooked up the the George Harrison something. Great. That's great. I'm gonna fucking. I, I can't wait to listen to this. I'm gonna listen to it in my headphones. No one could hear this except for me. Hold on. Okay, that's Jay Retard. Holy shit! Holy shit! Did you guys freeze? Oh my! Oh <laughs> shit! Did I freeze? Oh no! I don't know. No, no, no! I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, it was my internet connection. It was unstable because I tried playing the song, oh, right, and yeah. my shitty little. I have to unplug all the TVs in my house because. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, because the Wi-Fi here. I'm yeah. I'm like I'm I'm really DIY operation at the moment. Oh, but nice. I have to tell you, oh, I just listened a little bit to to what you just sent me, and here's what it yeah. sounds like to me, and this is my yeah. honest opinion. That sounds like something off of the fucking J retard fucking yeah. uh, singles box set, dude. It's super, yeah. and that's that's a testament to how fucking secretly beatly a lot of yeah. those J retard mm. fucking songs are. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. don't fucking realize. Like, if you listen to yeah. all the instrumentation, I love what you were fucking doing on here. I love. There's like a. Did you use a shaker on that yeah, track? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch oh. of. Shit there as well, I can't listen to the whole thing yet. I'll have to wait until I'm off. But that is, oh, that is fucking tremendous, man. I'll send you this as well. This is the end. Yeah, hook idea. it up, bro. Hook it up. <laughs> I'll keep it vaulted. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too sure how to. This is actually just on my uh, what's it, on my personal Instagram. I'm not sure if this will work because I'm doing it through the. Uh, okay, through... it just came through, but I'm not going to play it because my. Uh... Oh, it, does, it does seem to work. Okay, yeah. Oh no, so it this... says, sorry, this page is not available. Oh, that's because that's because I've got a private account because I'm so. Famous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me. <laughs> my account that'd be that's one way of doing it or just follow me uh, like i'm curious john so you're you're big into the misfits have you waded into yeah. the sam hayne or danzig pools of or course you... oh you have okay cool right Man, I, was, I, was awesome. gonna, I was gonna i was gonna mention sam hayne earlier when we were talking about recordings because uh the drums on archangel it are just like because didn't danzig play them on on, on the recording or something like that it, so it sounds no, so the kind drums... of out of time and but I love it. <laughs> so those drums, uh, actually, those drums might initially have been Danzig, but eventually, no, eventually those drums were recorded by it Steve Zane. slows down so many times, whoever yes. it is, but it's perfect. So that, as you know, that was written for Dave Vanian. Yeah. And yeah. The, if you listen to Archangel, you have to listen to it as if you're listening to The Damned. That's what it is. It's a damn song. It doesn't sound like Sam Hain. If you listen to it, Archangel, you could imagine yeah, Dave Vane yeah, yeah, singing yeah. that. And that's because he wrote I it. I love just the, the drone of it at the end. It's like four yes. or five minutes and it just sounds like a saxophone is on there. Like, like how, like that's the thing with all the Misfits stuff, like especially the early stuff. They managed to make their instruments sound like somehow horror. And I don't know how they've done it. 
you know I mean? Like that drone or like I'll tell you. Like a Halloween recording. Go yes, on, I'll tell you. Okay, <laughs> two, thing, two things that you'll find very interesting, especially when you listen to Earth AD and especially when you listen yeah. to Halloween, when you listen to all this stuff. So what they would do, okay, so first for like Halloween and like London Dungeon, which were all kind of recorded at the yeah. same time, they had this like producer guy, his name's Robbie Alter, and what he was doing, and maybe Danzig did a little bit too, they had a track of guitar that was nothing more than atmosphere. And they were doing weird feedback uh, shit. It's all, that's all it is. So in the background, uh, underneath the sense. chords, underneath the chords, they're just doing like, yeah, yeah. like you know, the what, like when you have like those weird Spider-Man strings, like the steel strings yeah. from on your yeah, yeah. bass or whatever, that weird like whatever I don't yeah, know what yeah. it's called, and you just go, you know, like that yeah. kind of shit. They're doing that genius, kind of shit. Though. It's fucking genius. And then the other yeah. thing for wait, what, what was the other one I was gonna say? Uh, for oh, for Earth AD. So Earth AD is technically a live record in the sense that sure. those fuckers went into a like a, a concrete slab studio or something. It was it was Jerry facing Doyle. Think about the diagram I'm going to show you. Jerry and Doyle and then Robo is right there. The three of them are facing each other and they tracked all of nine songs in six hours <laughs> after playing a show after playing one of their awesome. biggest shows. But here's the thing. You play a show, you're warmed up. Those guys were yeah, fucking yeah. at so at 2 o'clock in the morning. Time. Right. 2 o'clock in the morning, they go in, something like that. They go in with Spot, who's the engineer for Black Flag. They go mm. in, and they set it up. Jerry and Doyle are probably, and this is something that I made up in my head. I don't know if this is true. I just imagine that, you know, I'm, you guys are musicians, and you guys have musician language, right? Like, you visually see each other. Like Bobby, you turn to the drummer and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, like whatever that sort of thing. I yeah. imagine because they were so sloppy live. And again, going back to nobody, going back to the misfits, that going back to the human element that Bobby was mentioning, this idea that there is a sloppy grace to these bands. What they're doing okay. is they are. It's like a train that's moving too fast for the tracks, and just when you think it's going to fall off. They somehow are still on the track, but they are not stable. Exactly. Yeah. Makes it good. Right? And, and oh, it makes it incredible. And that's probably, that's personally my little beef with Dave Lombardo because I think he plays it a little too straight. I think good, he is, huh? I think he's too mechanical. And I yeah. feel like he doesn't have that sloppy swing that, that Googie had in the, in the mix. Because you hit, you hit, it's like they're just like spilling around the kit without really thinking about it. You right. Know, like that. Right. <laughs> And so what, so I imagine that Doyle and Jerry must have been looking at each other for the changes and whatnot and getting it yeah. down simpatico. So when you listen to Earth AD, you know, it's like 18 minutes long. Talk about perfect records, yeah. right? That's a real yeah. game changer, knowing that. I didn't, no. I didn't know any of that. When you, yeah. when you listen, you can, I, I imagine in my head, again, I am not, I do not know. I was not there. I am just, this is something that I, from listening and just decided on my own. Yeah that sounds good to me right that they must have been they must have been had that perfect simpatico eye contact as they're listening for the changes as they're going through the yeah. the the old nine songs and then what they would do is they had that feedback track but what they do is they take their instruments they throw it in the room and close the door shut and just let the <laughs> feedback record yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what you hear on Earth AD on a separate track yeah. is just. That is, that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
been so that sick. is such a great idea <laughs> well hey there you go i mean when you're thinking about your second record you got some 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 experiment you can experiment you know i mean that's That's i mean i love that you guys are not like just like okay we need to do our second record and like have all it's like you're 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 discovering it i think that's beautiful man yeah there's a lot there's a lot of pressure from you know like people i'm sure to uh to do it and do it quickly but we're kind of we're not a band that can be um, like wrestled into do, putting out something we don't think is sick. So we're, uh, you know, because yeah. of the fact is to, to write a great song, you normally have to write about 20 like average ones before you write a great one. Like, I mean, it's sort of uh, some, sometimes something comes out and it's sick and other times you'll spend months, you know, sort of writing stuff and it's all okay, but it's not like, it's not good enough to want to put it out. And it's, uh, I don't, we don't want to put out anything that we don't think is, um, you know, really sick. Yeah. We always said that from the start. We, we'd we'd never compromise on that. Yeah. Well, you know, we would rather split up and just have one record and never do another one than put out something we don't think is good. You know, I respect that greatly. And I'll say this: um, one of the biggest pitfalls for any band with a with a fucking smoking debut record is mm. that the sophomore follow up record. It's the same thing with movies. It's the same yeah, yeah, thing with on. filmmakers. You make a fucking banger of an album and then immediately the commerce, right? Because art, I yeah. mean, because 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 creativity is an intersection of art and commerce, right? The, yeah. the business and the and the and the creativity have to come together and make this thing that's both yeah. profitable and creative and cool. And what always yeah. happens is commerce always arm wrestles creativity. Yep. Get out yep. there, churn yep. out another one. And in rare okay. cases, like the Beatles, who literally, if you look at the years of 1964 and 1965, okay. the Beatles produced eight quarterly singles. Yeah. And separate from the singles, they did two LPs, four LPs, two movies, eight singles, <laughs> and Crazy. world tours in two years. Mad. Apart from that, that is an outlier. That is like... And everything is good. Like that's the last part. Everything is good. Normally. That they do. Yeah. It doesn't happen normally. <laughs> Apart from that, yeah. you know, um, when you re- when people release a sophomore record, that mm. sometimes it fails on one of those, and in one in one way or another. And so the idea of thinking mm. and making sure that you feel, because at the end mm. of the day, who's going to fall on their sword? You yeah. guys. You'll yeah. fall on the sword if it's not like to everybody's yeah. fucking expectations. So yeah. you need to be, you need to be ready. And I'm not like telling you this, like, like, yeah. like when I point, I'm sorry, I'm just so passionately yeah, yeah. talking okay. about no, I'm, with, I'm with you. Um, like, it's like, whatever you're going to fucking put out, like, it's like you be willing to die for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's, that's the thing. Cause we've got, we've got like a, we've got like a, we've got a bunch of pretty songs that I think are really cool. Like it's the early days, but, but it's still like, but to then, because we don't want to do what we did with the first one, which was like, obviously we loved all the songs in the first one and we basically sure. just wrote a bunch of songs and then we just placed them in an order that felt right. Whereas like with this, we want it to be a little bit more, want to think about it a little bit more. So like, it's not just like 12 songs. It'd be a few bits, you know, influenced by the Beatles and stuff like that, where like things do flow into each other a bit. And like, sure. so there's a little bit more to think about with this. And so it's like, there is a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, we don't want to just rush it and just uh, throw something out. I mean, I guess it will be mm. so what year? 2022. So, yeah, so the album's two years old now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be great. We're hoping to have the second album come out next year. And everyone that's not in the band is hoping that we will do that as well. But we won't put anything out until we all say this is sick. Fuck yeah. You know? yeah. And you want to know something? Look, you guys have the goodwill. 
you have goodwill, you have credibility, you have the fucking talent beyond the talent, you have the drive, but most of all, you have, and you also have as well, additionally, you have great influences. You're taking in all sorts of interesting input into your brains to yeah. churn out songs. All of these factors, all of them together um, mm -hmm. are grand. And as this last, most importantly, you have this attitude of what you ju we just talked about and what you just explained. And mm -hmm. I, I think that you stand a great chance of putting out something fucking really incredible with all of those factors in place. And I really do, whatever it is, I will be fucking ready for it. And we will be uh, championing uh, fucking bad nerves on this channel and and letting the people know that, you know, again, our small little teeny little platform. Oh, we appreciate it, man. No, man, like, we, we, we really, we really appreciate it, man. Like, honestly, it really does mean the world. Yeah, it's, it's what, it's like, it's what you're doing, man, is like, I, th I feel like it's all the people that do these, you know, and we think, oh, it's all these small little things. Like the small little things are where, or what the stuff that really fucking matters to me. Because the biggest yeah. stuff is all corporate bullshit. Like you know, this yeah. is like Hot this air, is the grassroots man. Like, cool. What yeah. you're what you're doing is is essentially the same as what we're doing. We're a grassroots yeah, band. It's, it's, we, fund, it's... we fund ourselves. You know, we yeah. lose money doing shit half the time. Like it's all the same shit. This is like a big ecosystem. Yeah. If, you, if you take Keeps one of real, I don't know. Yeah, it's like everybody, it's like, I don't know, it's like a big family of people. We're all music fans. Yeah. That's it. I love it. It's so cool. So we appreciate it so much, man. Well, I want yeah, to, th again, I've I've taken up so much. I actually have to pick up my little daughter in a few minutes, but I, I have taken up so much of your time and I'm so grateful. First of all, I, I want oh, no, to shout loved out. It, man. Loved it. Oh my yeah. God. For a fucking honor, a fucking honor to have you on number one. Number two, like I said, I think that again, if everything fucking lines up in the right way, you guys are going to fucking take over the world. I hope you take over the world. That's number two. <laughs> Well, if, if we, we just want to influence, we just if we can do anything, I know. We, we want to influence kids to start yeah. rock bands. Prop, prop we bands, we, we know, want we bands. want some bunch of young kids to come and play faster than us and just totally wipe the floor <laughs> with us. That's that's, that, what that, that's what we want. That's and that's a and that is a fucking. We don't care about that for the success. But if we can be the catalyst for a generation of bands that actually say something, then that's fucking cool. I yeah, yeah. also want to. At some point in the future, when it's the right kind of show, when it makes sense, mm -hmm. I want you guys to come back on and we will do a proper top 10 of something. Yeah, yeah, countdown, yeah. okay? We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll come, yeah, we'll, sure, we'll, we'll sure. figure out, we'll, we'll all sync up in the right kind of way where everybody's schedule aligns and you guys oh, yeah. have to come back on. And, okay. Anytime. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, your podcast and our band, we're gonna grow at the same time and eventually <laughs> yeah. millions of people will be listening and be like, yep, yeah, we started off here on 6th of December, 2022. <laughs> 2024, we're fucking legends. I, all I know is, I, like, <laughs> so rarely you get to have such a, like, a wonderful experience meeting like or meeting a band that you discover and they're just really fucking cool and you guys i really this oh, was such a uh, such a pleasure yeah. thank you thank you it's been really it's been really nice listening to you talk it's so nice to talk to people who yeah like, i've learned loads <laughs> yeah but people are people aren't passionate about stuff anymore like where yeah, is that yeah problem? right you know so it's i i agree man i agree yeah. like, we didn't even get like... to talk about movies and that like i'm a yeah. massive b movie nut so here's like, okay here's what we're gonna do now that you 10. said that john you guys are gonna come back we're gonna do something movie related yeah yeah, yeah. i also want to shout out jazz if you don't mind for a second because jazz no, she's a legend she's a fucking she's so awesome jazz uh helped coordinate all this and she was so sweet and wonderful and i really appreciate her and i just yeah. want to give a i don't know like what uh, okay some devil horns or something thank you yeah. jazz for, for putting this together yeah jazz you rule 
And um, the last thing, this is how we end our shows always. And we'll, and then uh, just hold on one second, guys. We, I just want to uh, say again, check out Bad Nerves. All the links are downstairs. The link, they have a nice link tree where you could find all their shit. They have a new single, All Right. That's the newest song that they have put out. I like that they're doing, they're just putting out little things, even though they're, you know, focusing on their album. That's great, great, also great strategy. And uh, check them out on YouTube and check out, you guys have to hear this. I'll post it on in the, the, the YouTube channel feed. You have to hear this incredible cover of Dreaming by this old dude who's just on an acoustic guitar. It just shows, you know what's funny? The best songs, the ones that are truly timeless, you could strip them down and you just hear the fucking, the, the meat of the song and it's beautiful. And this guy, this guy does a beautiful fucking rendition of Dreaming. Uh, so we say peace, hair grease, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.